With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Skyline Chili Cincy 360. About Cincinnati from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Skyline Chili. Stop by Skyline Chili for a three-way or cheese coney today. Feeling good? It's Skyline time. This is ESPN 1530. Cincinnati Sports Station. There it is. Good afternoon. Happy Wednesday. Welcome into the latest edition of Cincy 360 coming to you right here on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our friends at Skyline Chili or via the iHeartRadio app. However and whenever you're listening to this, we certainly appreciate you uh, spending your time with us. Uh, We do have talkbacks thanks to the iHeartRadio app coming up in uh, hour number two. We've got a giveaway today, Austin. Giveaways are back. Dan and Shay. You got it, pal. Dan and Shay. Shay. Tickets. Shay. We're going to give those away after talkbacks. Mm. Austin, you sent a tweet out last night about your favorite Reds uniform. Yes. It got pushback. It got some pushback, but it, some got, agreement. A, it got a lot of agreement. We're going to rank them. I stand by this from now until the end of time. We'll rank Reds uniforms today in hour three. <laughs> Bob... Man, Gene, Bobby, Bobby buckets. buckets. It's game day down in Clifton. I can always tell when it's game day because you're head to toe in UC yep. here, which is every day. Yep. Apparently. Every day is game day. Apparently. Uh, I am ready for uh, the Bearcats tonight. Xavier also in action tonight. Are you going to the game? Providence, a bubble team. I'm not going tonight, no. Mm. Um, Why not? I don't know. Okay. You know, it's hard. End of the season. Get take the kids just a lot going on sure um but bob mangine even though it's game day is going to spend some time with us i want to ask bob about oblique injuries because of matt mcclain going through an oblique injury we'll talk to bob about that we'll do so in hour number three mo egger for uh quick hits and locks of the night to wrap up today's show and how could we not joe daneman fox 19 joe Boots on the ground out at Red Spring Training, Austin. Joe's going to join us at the start of Hour 2 today. Do we even need anything else on the show? I don't think so. I mean, that's pretty pretty good there. Wash, rinse, repeat that. you got a successful show. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Joe D., Bob Mangine, Mo Egger, your talkbacks, your phone calls, 513-749-1530. I've done the research again today, Austin. Yeah, And last night, if you listen yesterday, last night was a good night on the bubble if you're the Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> Texas A&M lost to Arkansas. Bubble watch. Villanova lost, or Villanova beat Butler. Bubble watch. Now, do you want to know what you need tonight if you're a Bearcat fan? What do you need tonight? Well, you want Belmont to beat Drake. Okay. You want Colorado State to beat New Mexico. All right. You want the Roadrunners of UTSA to beat South Florida, who, by the way... Do you know what UTSA stands for? University of Texas San Antonio. Look at you. The Roadrunners. I see you. There is this, um, a pack, I'll call them, of USF fans on social media now that are 
<laughs> saying the Big Twelve got it wrong because they should take they should have taken USF. USF hasn't been relevant in years. USF had a really entertaining game on Sunday though. They did. Yeah. Their relevancy won't be long. You said there's a pack of them? Oh, they're they're like hyenas. They're unbelievable. <laughs> I don't even know what USF's mascot is. What is it, the Bulls? The Bulls. But we want the Roadrunners to beat the Bulls tonight. Indiana, you want the Hoosiers to knock off Nebraska. Mississippi State to beat Ole Miss. And you ready for the last one? I know the last one. Xavier. That's right. To beat Providence. We rooting for the Muskies, Tone. If you're a Bearcat and you're on bubble watch... And you need the Muskies to take care of business at home tonight against Providence. Let's, and let's hear it, Tone. Say, go Muskies. Good luck tonight, Xavier. Oh. Um, I hope the Muskies win tonight. <laughs> now, Austin. Yeah? All of this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things if UC doesn't beat Oklahoma State tonight. Oklahoma State, the worst team in the Big 12. UC is a 10.5-point home favorite. They must win tonight. I'll ask more of the question as the show goes on about uh, the tournament hopes of the Cincinnati Bearcats, but that's kind of your primer for tonight. Also last night, UConn got rolled. Mm. They got trounced last night. Locks of the night tried to tell you. Well, they told you, Locks of the night told you West Virginia, you're welcome. Locks of the night told you Creighton, you're You're welcome. welcome. But man, Creighton last night knocked off UConn. 85 to 66. And I had to look up this this uh, stat, Austin. Saw it on Twitter last night. Last 10 years. Now, you have, to, you have to remember that it wasn't until 2020 that UConn joined the Big East. They were playing in the American before that, and nothing against the American. Um, but in the last 10 years, UConn in true road games. They have they've played Texas and Gonzaga this year. But those were not true road games. Um, in true road games, they're 0 and 21 versus ranked teams. Is that even believable? Kind of hard to believe. It's it's impossible to believe, and yet, in doing so, Austin, they've won two national titles. How about that? Something like 13 tournament games and two national titles in that same stretch. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 0 and 21 on the road versus ranked opponents in the last 10 years. It's crazy. It's crazy. Both ranked opponents this year on the road, they've lost at Kansas and, of course, last night at number 15, Creighton. Uh, Creighton is ranked 15th in the country, Austin. They stormed the court last night. Any problem with that? Yep. It's their first win ever against a number one ranked team. Dumb. Okay. I stand by my idea that there should be a designated court stormer. Just one? From here on out, yeah. Okay. Somebody gets to run on the floor. You know, It's the first time ever against a ranked number one team. Yeah, I don't care. And you say no. I don't care about that. Okay. I'm starting to dislike court storming. Wow. I'm not a big fan of it. The more you see it, the more you dislike it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Especially after the way that Caitlin Clark attacked that Ohio State fan. Oh gosh! <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. About the court I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yep. Yeah. For the safety of the stormers. Yep. It can be an issue. One hundred percent. Um. So there's your college basketball roundup, if you will. Um. What did you make of Dan Hurley after the game? Said I'll knock you out to I one will of the knock fans. You out. 
Where does that rank in comparison to go to hell, get a job? Nowhere close. Nowhere close? No. Because I believe Dan Hurley could knock him out. That's true. That's why I'm saying I think it could rank higher. Mm. Is like, I think Dan Hurley's standing on business. Okay. Whereas I thought, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tuberville was just sore loser. Man. Hurley, I think, stands on business. He stands on it. Yeah. Just he like us. I think he'd be a great That's right. part of the show. That's right. He's a, he's a Bengal fan. I know too. he's a big Mo Egger fan. Huge so. Mo Egger fan. Yeah. Follows Mo on Twitter, I believe. Mo's the type of guy, same situation. He would oh. knock somebody ass out. 100%. He stands on business. 100%. Uh, let me ask you about this. Uh-huh. Antonio Pierce of the Raiders. I love that guy. Have you heard about the Mahomes rules? What's that? So, you remember the Jordan rules? Of course. What the Pistons um, would use against Michael Jordan. He yes, said, dirty team. He essentially said just when, when Jordan was going through it, all those guys, um, they would whoop up on him, to put it lightly. Anytime he came to the basket, elbows, making sure that you feel their presence, love taps, if you will. <laughs> well, they have Mahomes rules now in Vegas under Antonio Pierce. All right. What are those? Well, he said, we're going to make sure he feels us. We're in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. spiritually. We are touching you the whole game. Yeah. Said So he showed Jordan getting whooped, and they have done that, and they will continue to do that to Patrick Mahomes. Here's my problem with this. Okay. Number one. Max Crosby already does that. Mm-hmm. If you watch anything around Max Crosby, he will drive you nuts. Yes. As the biggest pest you have ever seen, most of the time unnecessary, to the point where last year I became so annoyed with watching Max Crosby because he was acting to me like a little kid. Oh. All right? But that is part of him. That is part of what makes him so difficult to go up against. I have no problem with the Raiders having the quote-unquote Mahomes rules. Mm -hmm. My problem is, why are you telling people they exist? Yes, because because we, now we know. the NFL is going to protect their biggest asset as they already do. Yep. Which, by the way, there's a false narrative out there that the Chiefs don't get any calls. Ooh. I believe they led the NFL in penalties last year. Yes. That being said, the NFL says, oh, you guys are going to you know take some shots at Patrick Mahomes? We'll keep an eye on that. Okay. That needs to be an internal thing where it's like, you know, obviously you went up against the Spygate thing. It's not like where it's Thank you. dirty, Thank you. but it's like, not where it's dirty, but it's like, hey, this is our plan for Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. You don't need to come out and say yeah, that. Why do you tell? Why do you don't say tell that? people. Yeah. Um, I don't like that they came out and told people. Here's the other thing I don't like. Did you hear that Andy Reid, leading up to the Super Bowl, Texted Antonio Pierce oh, and said that the, the Raiders have wonderful facilities and thank you and all that. And then said, thank you for whooping our butt on Christmas and teaching us a lesson mm. about if you get complacent, you will get your butt whooped. Okay. I don't know if I like that if I'm Antonio Pierce. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, I don't we're, want... we're way better than you, but you caught us on a bad day and that woke us up. Yeah, like, thanks for helping us get to the Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, we're your division rival using your facilities in the Super Bowl. Yep. I don't. I didn't like, I, I'm sure Andy Reid was well-meaning, but if I'm Antonio no, Pierce, it. I'm like, Wait a man, second, what's bro? this dude doing on my phone? Correct. Get out of here. I get it. Um, Wasn't a fan of that. I saw it going around that Ocho Cinco... Our guy Chad Johnson uh, has predicted. He said he's got little birdies telling him that Russell Wilson's going to go to the Steelers. I I could see that if Russell Wilson is a Steeler, mm -hmm. they a contender. 
more than they are now, yes. Like what what level of contending? Not far, not much more than they are presently. A little bit more. Are they an AFC North contender? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Everybody in the division is a contender for the division. Okay. It's that good. Okay. Russell Wilson had some moments towards the end of last year. I don't know how he would, I guess, jive with some of the guys on that team. Sure. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. But he's better than everybody that they have. Yeah. I also heard this week that there are people in Pittsburgh that's that are trying to make the case that Mason Rudolph should oh, be gosh. the starter. Please. And I'm like, if that's where that organization's at, please go right ahead, fellas. Yep. Then they will not contend for Correct. The uh, lastly here in, in segment one, because I, I have a Votto question, and I want to talk more spring training with the Reds. I want to talk uh, franchise tags. I, I got the T. Higgins case to make. Talk about Joe Mixon. We'll get to all of that in hour one. Before we break here in, in segment one, Austin, um, there's this whole Mike Trout conversation out there. Mike Trout said leaving the Angels would be, quote, the easy way out, and he wants the owner to sign, quote, big guys. Correct. He said the easy way out, there might be a time where I look about leaving and asking for a trade. I really haven't thought about it, but when I sign the contract, I'm loyal. I want to win a championship here. The overall picture of winning a championship or getting to the playoffs here is a bigger satisfaction than bailing out and taking the easy, easy way out. Maybe down the road, if something's changed, my mindset will change. He said, but this season... I've been in contact with, uh, I believe it's Art Moreno and John Carpino to spend money and sign free agents every single day. Mm -hmm. What does it say about the Angels that you have Mike Trout, who arguably could go down as one of the best to ever play this game, is begging you daily, saying, look, I'm not asking for a way out. I'm not bailing on you, but can you spend some money and sign some players so that we can contend to win a championship. Yeah. And every day goes by, they just ignore it. The Angels have failed miserably at this on more than one occasion. The Albert Pujols contract, he was okay. He wasn't great. They never surrounded that team with enough pitching. The Shohei Otani signing. I mean, there's that meme out there that... It's like every night, Otani and Trout do something that hasn't been done since 1924, and they lose the game by four runs. Like, they never did enough. They did enough to make them somewhat interesting, but never enough to steal the headlines from the Dodgers, and they'll never do that in Los Angeles, but never enough to be a legitimate contender in the American League. And that's got to be really tough on that fan base because you just had two of the best players maybe in this generation on your team for an extended amount of time, and you couldn't win anything with them. Nothing. And it just goes to show that, first of all, I appreciate that for Mike Trout. I appreciate that that's the way he feels. A lot of guys are like, listen, I'm in this to win a championship. That's what I'm going to do, and I respect that as well. But also him saying, I want to win here, even though he's played in, like, what, three playoff games in his life? Yeah. And there are still, we'll, we'll talk about some of the free agents still left, but two of those free agents, Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman, you know, Trout was at, he said, I'm pushing every day to get them. A reporter asked Trout whether they would listen to him, and his answer was this, quote, um, you know, it's, yeah, no, you know how he is. <laughs> this is a, this, this is the owner of a team whose net worth is close to $5 billion. Yeah. And your best player saying, go get Cody Bellinger or Matt Chapman. And what's it say also about the Angels that that's, this is not a bigger story? Right. 
This and is those players, again, Trout they, has said those, he's talked to those players and they would want to come to, to play with there. Right. Again, this is a top player in the last 30 years of Major League Baseball. One of the best. A guy that is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Angels are a non-story, even yep. though he's coming out and saying these things about his owner. Correct. What does that say about the organization? Unbelievable. I heard, I heard on on uh, on our station yesterday before our show. I, there was Greeny, and uh, our friend of the show was on there from um, from uh, the the morning show. I'm blanking on the name of it right David now. David Cohen, unsportsmanlike, yes. And they were like, "If Mike Trout retired today, how many segments of our show would it take up?" And like that just goes to show how much of an afterthought. The, the Los Angeles Angels are. Yep. And they're always going to be second to the Lakers and the Dodgers. I get that. Sure. But that's still a huge market with a fan base that's still pretty large. Don't care. That just had the best player in baseball in Otani and has had the best player in baseball for the last 10 years with, with uh, Trout. Yep. More than 10 years. It's just it's crazy. It's unbelievable. And, it, and the fact that nobody's talking about it is even more embarrassing yeah. for them. Let's stick with baseball. An eventful day at Red Spring Training yesterday. We'll talk to Joe Danaman at 1 o'clock. Uh-oh. Sorry. Check my car. Foul ball. Yeah, let's check that. Uh, we'll talk to Joe at 1, but let's talk a little Red Spring training and a Joey Votto question when we get back. Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of our friends at Skyline Chili. Hey, they're, they're probably not good enough. He dissects the local sports scene. They're not consistent enough. The way a fourth grader dissects a frog. They're not reliable enough. Mo Egger, today at 3 on ESPN 1530. Jays win! They knock off number one in dominating fashion. 85 to 66. A mob scene on the floor. A mob scene on the floor. Creighton knocks off number one, UConn. And it wasn't close. Congrats to Creighton, Coach McDermott. Maybe that's what Hurley and the boys needed because what they did to number four Marquette over the weekend, that team maybe needed to be grounded a little bit. I have a feeling that Hurley will be just fine coming out of that loss. But a uh, big win for uh, Creighton, big win for Locks of the Night listeners. If you paired that with West Virginia over UCF last night, you had yourself a nice Tuesday. Yeah, hell of a memory for uh, McDermott and the Creighton Blue Jays as he finishes out his final season before coming to Ohio State. That call courtesy of 1620 The Zone.
the Creighton Radio Network. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if they have one, but that's the name of the station. Um, we have uh, we have Joe Daneman at one o'clock, Austin. I'm aware. Spring training, uh, a, a busy day at spring training yesterday. Hunter Green uh, had the uh, the window of his Maybach. Maybach. Was it a Maybach? I don't know. Oh. They had the window knocked out. I thought it was like a Mercedes or Probably. something. Something fancy. Uh, but a Ellie De La Cruz live batting practice foul ball um, shattered the windshield of Hunter Green's car. Well, a, a back window. A back window. Not the windshield. Now, the question out there, and this happened we were already off air yesterday, who should pick up the tab for that? Right. Is that Ellie De La Cruz's responsibility? Is it Hunter Green for parking there? Who's responsible to get the window replaced? And it already has to be getting replaced because he showed up in like a uh, a beater truck today. I don't want to call it a beater, but like it's missing paint on right. the side. So I'm guessing he went somewhere locally and I was like, hey, I need this fixed. And in the meantime, I need something to drive. And they're like, here you go. Yeah. So... Hunter Green. He lives there, though. Like, he's, he, he, you would think he's got another car. You'd think. He lives, like, right next to the facility. One would think. Maybe not. <laughs> but you, from Hunter Green yesterday to uh, Brent Suter's impersonations, which are going viral right now, we'll talk to Joe Daneman about those. Um, it, it feels like a, I don't want to say loose spring training, but it feels upbeat, does it not? Feels yeah. like they're enjoying themselves, but also getting some work done. Yeah, it's hard to say because we're not there. But to my uh, to to the way I see it, I would say it looks loose. I would say it looks relaxed, and a team with very high expectations coming into this year. That's kind of what you want to see. I think that's a, a testament to David Bell and the way he's able to to kind of cultivate the the organization. Now they haven't started playing games yet, and. It's a pretty basic schedule, getting stuff out of the way, like video shoots and photo day and fun interviews and stuff like that. And, and you know, that's just the early parts of camp. But, yeah, I would say it's a loose and, and uh, happy uh, yeah. spring training. And, again, it's, it's, it's such a, it's a unique sport, the way spring training in baseball is handled, because it feels like, and maybe this is just, does it not feel like spring training just drags on? From a game standpoint, oh yeah, always. I mean, th- this is usually the longest thirty days of the year, right? And, and they're going to play so many games in those days, starting on uh, on Saturday. But you you get from Saturday to March twenty fourth, you get so many opportunities, and the wins and losses don't matter in spring training. But it's the work that gets done. Can you? Can you point to a spring training where you actually cared more about what gets done at spring training than this one? Because most of the time, I'm like, all right, get the work in and let's get to the season. Yeah, figure out a way to start fast. That's what I want to accomplish at spring training. Yeah, I think the, this year's different. Yeah, it's different because there's a lot of puzzle pieces and only so many places that they can go. At least that's the way you think. Um, so it's it's difficult to and you kind of want to see how are guys going to look here, how are guys going to look there, who's getting the reps at this position, who's getting the reps at that position. Um, obviously, the news now with with Matt McClain and his injury, and you're going to talk about obliques with Bob later on in the show. 
so those sorts of things and how the team responds and how McLean responds and what the plan is for him, just kind of to get an understanding of really where the, the mentality of the team and the organization is. I, I can't say that I've ever been more interested in the day-to-day of a camp than I am this one. Uh, and it feels like that might be like as a whole for the fan base just because of the taste of what you got last year. Mm-hmm. And what is possible this year? 30 games from Saturday to Sunday, March 24th, will be played at Red Spring Training. Yeah, a ton of split squads, a bunch of games in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. more night games this year. But it does, get, it does kind of get lost in the shuffle sometimes yeah. when, when it's there, you know, they're starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and everybody's listening to Mo Egger. We talked, uh, talked in the last uh, segment about Mike Trout trying to urge and, and push ownership in Los Angeles to to make a deal. There are still some rather big-name free agents out there. For instance, uh, if you look at the free agency tracker, the number one available player this offseason was Shohei Otani. The number two um, player available was Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yes. Both have signed with the Dodgers. Um, number three and four are still out there. Cody Bellinger who can play infield and outfield, is still a free agent. Matt Chapman is a free agent. Blake Snell, the starting pitcher, is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Montgomery, also a free agent. There are four free agents still in the original top ten that are still out there in Bellinger, Chapman, Snell, and Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other names out there. Uh, J.D. Martinez is still a free agent from a D.H. standpoint. Tim Anderson is a free agent. Michael Taylor, Michael Brantley, Tommy Pham, all free agents still available. There's also Joey Votto still available. Now, Joey Votto last week, Austin, put out there on, on his social media, you know, a, a very, I don't want to say cryptic tweet, but just a tweet to say, look, I'm, I'm trying to play baseball still. If no one comes calling, and I don't know if it's no one needs the services of Joey Votto. I don't know if the asking price is too high. I don't know the reasons as to why he's not getting the call, but he's not getting the calls yet. Now, maybe an injury happens in spring training, and, and Votto's a guy that fills that role. He's also a, a veteran. He's a clubhouse guy. That can help an organization. If spring training is nearing the end, and Votto is still without a job. Would it behoove the Reds to reach out to Joey Votto about some type of role within the organization? Aside from baseball, but something where he's in the clubhouse, something where he's around the facility, something where he's mentoring so many players. I, I go back to the the conversations he had last year with Will Benson or Ellie De La Cruz, and you've got such a young nucleus of this team would having a Joey Votto around the organization in a different role make sense for the Reds if he's not playing baseball by the end of spring training? I think you can gauge interest, but I don't know that it really makes sense. If Joey Votto wants to play baseball, somebody's going to get hurt. Some Something's going to happen. Somebody's going to finally say, hey, we'll take your skill set. You know, maybe his asking price will come down, whatever it might be. I mean, there's not a lot of first basemen that are still out there. Votto obviously is is the oldest among them, but 
you know, Brandon Belt is still out there. CJ Crone is still out there. Eric Hosmer is still out there. Yuli Gurriel is stay out, still out there. He's another 40 year old. But like, if Joey wants to play, then it would not serve him in any way, shape, or form to join in some sort of advisory role with the Reds. And on top of that, could you be in that the, advisory role, though, unless someone comes calling? I mean, I, I don't know why you would want to do that. Like, is that taking away from your ability to be ready? Oh, you could is, be in the it, facility every day. You could still get swings up. Yeah, but that's the thing. If if you're around doing that, then why aren't you just playing? I, like, why aren't what, you trying to play and, and being somewhere else? Like, and if the Reds don't play well, or if Strand doesn't play well, or Candelaria, or whoever it might be, then people are saying, "Well, just put Joey Votto in. Let's just sign Joey Votto to a contract." Blah blah blah. Like, I I think they need to distance themselves from each other. Are you? I, I guess. I, I'm a little surprised no one has come calling for Votto. I'm not. He hasn't been very good. He's 40 years old. I mean, he's a great guy, obviously a legend in this franchise, but he's not been very good the last few no, years. No, I think but I think if he's willing to say, "Hey, I'm a I'm a utility guy, I'm a DH guy, I'm I'm not going to play every day." And I I just think the knowledge of being in the game so long to an organization out there that maybe not expecting to win or may have some good pieces in place, and they're developing. I think he could help in development. I think he could, too, but does he want to? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a that's the million-dollar question I, for him. I, do you want to teach people how to play quarterback all day? Right. Do you want to teach people how to do radio all day? No. When you've been doing it forever? No. No, I mean, I feel like that's how Votto is, too. It's like, yeah, I want to play, and I'll help if I can play, but also I don't know if I want to sit around and just be the guy who plays twice a week. There's also when he's a Hall of Famer. There's also an aspect to Votto that I feel like if it doesn't happen, he's going to be very good on a in a TV role. I disagree with that. Really? Yeah. So I think he'd be I think I think like an MLB network will come calling right away. Yeah, he could be good like in a studio MLB right. network, something like that perhaps. Um no, not like a play-by-play or or a yeah, color, but, like, but I'm thinking like an a studio analyst. Like as a studio analyst, yeah, yep. maybe. I think that's where I think that's um, where he would go next. I, I could see that a little bit, but he also the thing with Joe, just analyzing him as a broadcaster and as a person when he speaks, he will he will take off, and sometimes you don't know how he's going to land that plane. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he knows how he's going to land that plane. And all of us who have been in this business have had those moments where you don't know how you're, you're going to get back to whatever point you were trying to say. Votto struggles to do that when talking about anything. Uh, so if he's able to do that from a broadcasting sense, I would be impressed. Hope he's around. But I've always gotten the idea that I've always gotten the feeling that when he's done with baseball, we won't hear from him. Out of sight, out of mind. But, you know, that's changed in recent years. He's got a presence right. on social media. He was live streaming his batting practice oh, the other day. If it's five years ago, no chance. Right. If it's over the last five, and I, I think that's a, a path or an avenue that he could take. Yeah. Um, let's break. Let's come back. Five one three seven four nine fifteen thirty. Phone lines are open. Let's switch from uh, MLB, which is getting ready to kick off, to uh, an off season that is just getting underway. The NFL. We'll talk franchise tags, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, and more. Cincy three sixty on ESPN fifteen thirty. Cincinnati Sports Station. A service of Skyline Chili. At ESPN fifteen thirty On your phone with the iHeartRadio app, and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos, and iHeartRadio Station.
Welcome back. Cincy 360 ESPN 1530. Cincinnati's sports station. No one has been franchise tagged yet, right? That's correct. No franchise tags out there yet. T. Higgins is the candidate that a lot of people feel here in Cincinnati. Um, I have a question about T. Higgins. And I like T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins is a very good player. But I think there are pieces to T. Higgins' game that are also limited that other receivers on this roster can do. For instance, Austin, do you remember T. Higgins lining up much in the slot? No. Do you remember T. Higgins going in motion much? Very T. Little. Higgins is a very line him up outside and run the route type of guy. He's not a huge, huge go-over-the-middle guy. Not a ton of breaking tackles and yards after the catch. Now, his catch radius is incredible. The, the top plays he's made, the ability to stretch the defense, all absolutely remarkable and well worth the type of contract that he is going to be pursuing. But we continue to have this conversation in Cincinnati of, should you just run it back? Put T. Higgins on the tag, run it back, and take one more shot at the Super Bowl. And yesterday it led to the discussion of, okay, well, where do you draw the line in running it back? Who do you stop that line with? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. T. Higgins right now is listed as the fourth best free agent available or seventh best free agent available on, on ESPN.com. Pro Football Focus has him as the number one wide receiver out there. Pro Football Focus has him as the fourth available free agent. Now, here's the thing. Injuries hampered a lot of the 2023 season. Receiving grade of above 75 for Pro Football Focus. Stretches the field, jump ball receiver. Good possibility to have a huge year in 2024 following a disappointing campaign. Going into 2023, the conversation around T. Higgins, can he stay healthy and produce for a whole year? He didn't. Now, Pro Football Focus gave their free agent comparison to T. Higgins, and they listed that comparison, Austin, to Mike Williams in 2022. If you're the Bengals, and you go $21 million on the cap, and you get Mike Williams in return... Is that worth your investment? Nope. I don't think so. For all purposes that we're talking about here, I don't know the exact numbers. Michael Pittman is listed as the number two available free agent wide receiver. Mike Evans is listed as the number three available receiver. And there's more. There's, there's more out there, right? There's uh, Marquise Brown, Calvin Ridley, Darnell Mooney, Gabe Davis, to name a few. My 
My question now going forward is T. Higgins at 21 head and shoulders better than Mike Evans maybe at 12? That to me is the ultimate question. Mike Evans, who uh, last year his salary was $16 million. He's a free agent. He's 30 years old. Would Mike Evans, Austin, at 12 to 14 million give you more or at least the same value as T. Higgins at 21? Uh, probably pretty similar. That's what I, I feel like. I feel like everyone is so dead set on Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, or I'm sorry, T. Higgins. But in reality, if you look at Sport Track, who goes through these free agents available, they they have T. Higgins market value at sixteen million. At 21 or whatever the cap would be, are you comfortable giving that to T. Higgins? Or can you make an argument not only for production, but maybe the spot on the roster that they need that receiver to be that another receiver out there at a cheaper price can give you more? I think that's a fascinating conversation to have. I don't even know. I'm so on the fence with T. Higgins of... Yeah, do you run it back? Is it on the tag? What's that situation look like versus who's out there? Who else can you go get? There are options out there that I don't even think we have explored yet as it relates to T. Higgins or that spot in general. And I think that's where, again, you draw the line in the sand of where where do you draw the line of running it back? And is T. Higgins the best option to do that? Another question we had about Joe Mixon. You know, we, we saw last year that or last week that Joe Mixon um, saw a, a, a post on Twitter or X talking about his roster spot and called it clown behavior. Paul Daner Jr. was on with Mo yesterday and talked about this. Also wrote an article on The Athletic and said it's hard to find reasons for the Bengals to keep Joe Mixon. Paul says, in reality, the only clown behavior next month would be the Bengals not touching Mixon's contract. $3 million roster bonus is set to hit on March 17th. $8.5 million with a cap hit. That's the number. $8.5 million with a guy that last year carried it for 3.8 yards per carry. 8.5 million, 1,854 touches throughout seven seasons for the Bengals. It's a lot of wear on the tires, under four yards of carry. Just doesn't make sense. So the T. Higgins question, I don't even think it's a Joe Mixon question at this point. Still things the Bengals have to figure out and do as this offseason gets underway.
Let's break one final time for hour three or for hour one. Let's come back and take your phone calls. Art and Jeff on the other side of this break. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of Skyline Chili. ESPN 1530. This is ESPN 1530. An iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. One day away, Austin, from National Chili Day. That's right. Thanks to our friends at Skyline Chili. National Chili Day is tomorrow. How are we going to celebrate? Chili. Skyline. I was thinking the other day that a great name for a dog would be Chili. Yeah, that is uh, that is uh, our guy, uh, cowardly cousin Connor. That's his dog's name. Really, Chili. That's not that's a your skyline Chili. Yeah, I think I want like a pug mm. named Chili. There you go. How great would that be? Mm. It's like you're going out, hang out with your friends. Hey, can I bring Chili? Yeah. Who? Chili. Like yes, bring Chili. Yeah, bring, bring him. dip too. Yeah, Chili dip. Oh. Art is calling in. What's up, Art? Uh, I read an article recently, and I love this topic, but uh, I, I was, it was written by somebody that's like a beat writer for the Tennessee Titans. And it said, on a tag and trade, what would they have to give up to get T. Higgins? And it was rather interesting, but uh, uh, the, the one of them, they were drafted, they were a first-round draft choice, that is a few years, like it'll be his third year. And I always heard that the third year a receiver is when they somewhat blossom. But they have a first round pick from a couple of years ago that hasn't done much. And it said one of the options was they would trade us that guy who was a pretty high draft choice in the first round and their second round pick in order to get T. Higgins on a sign and trade. And I was thinking if they were able to sign. It's maybe the tight end from Texas in the draft with the second-round pick from the Titans. And we had another receiver that was decent. Would that combination be better than having T. Higgins around when if we signed him and kept him for one year, at the end of that year he'd be gone for nothing? Yeah, no, I, Art, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. I Look, I, I think it's a very interesting dynamic. And, Austin, I think this goes into the, the conversation that we truly don't know what's going on. You know, because maybe they just tag him. Maybe they extend him. Maybe they tag him and look to do some type of, of trade. What what do you think the value of T. Higgins is in the trademark? Well, here's the thing. If they were looking to trade him, they would have tagged him at 401 yesterday. Yeah, and that, that's what we talked about yesterday. Period, point blank. If Get it that done right was, away. If that was in the plans, they would have tagged him at 401 yesterday. Get it done. They're not going to. I, I don't think that they are going to. I think they should. I that's think the, that's the thing. So the options would be what he plays next year under the tag. You do a tag and trade, which doesn't seem likely. And if so, who knows what the value for a T Higgins is to a team that needs a number one wide receiver or you go elsewhere and go the Mike Evans or someone else like that route. I, I guess at the end of the day, you need to know your team. And, and what fits into your team the best? The way I think it's going to work out is that Teagans is going to play this year on the tag. They're going to try to negotiate with him for the future. It's not going to happen. He's going to leave in free agency. The Bengals are going to get a compensatory pick. Like Jesse Bates. That, that's how I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay? 
I don't think that's the right move, but I think that's the way they have, they're going to do it. I think that's the way they've planned to do it, especially by hearing the way that Joe Burrow talked about it. I think this year is all about we're going to give it one more shot with this group of guys because when they are all healthy, they can be very, very good. Uh, the problem is they haven't all been healthy at the same time. If you were to look to trade him, let's say you tagged him yesterday at 401. Mm-hmm. You're answering phone calls on him right now. I would... The bare minimum would be a pick in the top 45 and something probably in the fourth or fifth round sure. so that you would get that second round pick roughly and you would have two picks between 20 spots of each other. Which isn't what they will do. But, and again, if they were to that do that, I, that, they I think do is that, the they would have done it though. at 4 o'clock yesterday. Yeah, that I think is the value, though. Now, the 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 thing that Art just brought up, I think it's really interesting you know, if you were to acquire Traylon Burks, who is the the wide receiver he's referring to, the and, Titans. and you know that you're planning on taking a tight tight end in the first two rounds of the draft, okay, interesting. Your point as well about some of these other veteran wide receivers, I, I don't know if that's something they would want to do. It, it, I don't know if it's what they year. want to do, but maybe it fits the team better. Maybe it fits the mold better to have a Mike Evans at a substantially less or lower price than what T. Higgins is yeah, or but, demanding and what he gives you or, or what you want out of that position in itself. Like I said, yeah, T. Higgins is a guy you pretty much line up out there. You don't put him in the slot. You don't send him in motion. He's a, a, a jump ball receiver. He's a deep ball receiver. He's great at that. Um, yeah, the, the but point is that I'm, what you want the, to fit the roster? The, the point best? I'm trying to make here, though, is if they are going to tag him, which it feels like that's going to happen, where then do you look for help on the receiving end? Mm-hmm. Obviously, tight end is something you expect them to address either in free agency or in the draft. Then you have to look at wide receiver. Is there a wide receiver out there that maybe takes the place of the Tyler Boyd type of player? Like a Curtis Samuel, for example, who's going to be available that you would be interested in? Do you try to bring Tyler Boyd back if he's part of the one more ride type of, of situation? Is he willing to come back? That, I think, is the interesting domino to fall next. Because as far as I'm concerned, the dude is tagged and he's playing on the tag. Correct. I I don't expect anything to change. So if that's the case, how do you then continue to improve the pass game via the tight end or the wide receiver position? Yeah, we got to get to Joe Daneman, who's uh, waiting in Arizona to talk to us right now about Red Spring training. We'll do that when we get back. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of Skyline Chili. Moegger. Let's pretend that today is the day after the Bengals. The voice of the Tri State Sports Fan. Have just won the Super Bowl. Moegger. Today at 3 on ESPN 1530. This is Cincy Shirts, Cincy 360, about Cincinnati, from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Cincy Shirts. Cincy Shirts, all Cincy, all day. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. All right, welcome back. Hour two, Cincy 360. Thanks to our friends at uh, Cincy Shirts. Oh, there's another foul ball. Yep, there it was. Um, Look, we got to go boots on the ground. We got to head out to Arizona. We got to talk to our guy Joe Daneman from Fox 19. Uh, he is there. He's at spring training, giving us a couple minutes today. Joe D, what's up? If you guys want to know how big your brand is becoming, so I'm standing inside the Reds clubhouse today talking to Charlie Goldsmith. And I told Charlie that I'm doing today. He, of course, is doing his usual Friday. And I said, Charlie, I feel like I'm the warm-up act to you. And he's trying to downplay it. Then he says, you know what did happen today? One of the Reds coaching members 
stopped him in the hallway and said, hey, look, it's good time, Charlie. <laughs> I said, now, wait a minute. The brand is to the moon right now, guys. Let's go. How about that? 5360. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I, I have to ask before any of this, um, because you and Jeremy, you didn't you didn't drive out. You took the flight this time. Um, what did you guys rent to to get around? What do the wheels look like this week? Mm. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot because we kept this secret so our <laughs> bosses wouldn't find out. So here we go. All of Cincinnati, you can email Fox 19 now and get us in trouble. We have a white Mustang. Oh my okay? goodness, a white Mustang that when you open the doors. It flashes a Mustang hologram onto the ground. Oh, now, which I, is amazing. I know that that's not big enough to lug all that camera equipment around. <laughs> it's not. We are stuffing about fifty pounds into a twenty-pound bag. But now, I'll say this: in case my bosses are listening, Jeremy had a mobile discount. Mm. We booked a compact car. Yeah. But when we got to the stand to get our rental car, they said, "Hey." You want a Mustang at the same price? He said, are you kidding me? So Jeremy has felt more like a man the man. last three days with that engine grumbling all throughout Arizona. Oh I cannot confirm that at last night we were at a stoplight and there was a Corvette next to us that was revving the engine and oh. wanting to race. Now, that happened. That was probably Charlie in the Corvette, if I had to guess. <laughs> now, hey, it was Maybe it was Ellie, Mr. Jordan brand, right? Yeah. Man. Have, right. have you taken count of where you're parking that now? Yes, we have. Now, we don't get into the player's lot. We've got to park about 50 yards further off. So we're good. You couldn't hit a golf tee <laughs> to where our car is. You can hit about a pitching wedge to where Hunter Green parked. Now, I did see Hunter Green come in today. He doesn't have the Maybach. He drove a truck. He parked it further back. But I also think they're not going to do live batting practice at the field that's right by the player's lot anymore. I think that's the good idea. What What have you from from because I, I've followed along with your coverage and, and from Ellie and the 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 window of Hunter Green's car to the interview with with Brett Suter and and his impersonations. It, it feels like and and I know it's just a couple days in, but a close bunch, a fun bunch, but also at the same time a group that that has their sights set very high on goals this season. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I think the right word is chemistry, Tony, and, and David Bell talked about that yesterday. And it came up when I asked him, look, everybody back in Cincinnati sees this roster full of guys, and they see a lineup that can only fit eight guys and a DH. So how are you going to manage all of this? And he said it's important for his team to have better chemistry than any other team in Major League Baseball to make this work. He said that's my job to make it work multiple times. So David Bell has a plan on how he's going to make this work with all this talent and only so many positions for these guys to play. But I think his number one goal out here at spring training is to create an atmosphere of chemistry to what you're talking about, of guys doing impersonations, guys taking pictures with shattered windows and kind of creating that kind of identity and chemistry and culture that will carry this team through because, look, as much as they don't like to say it, these are baseball players that have been successful their whole life. 
they played certain positions their whole life, that comes with a bit of an ego. I think that ego has to be checked at the door for this team to be successful. And so far, there's been nothing to show us that that won't work with this team. It worked last year. I anticipate it'll work just fine this year going forward. But David Bell talked about the chemistry being the most important thing for this team to create out here in Arizona. You know, we, we spent all offseason talking about how are they going to find spots every day. And, and at some point, you think it just plays itself out. And a couple of days into camp, you see that Matt McClain is going to be sit, uh, sat down for the next five to seven days, the oblique injury. Does it feel like this is just a precautionary measure with such a long season? He's counted on to be an everyday player uh, to sit him out and, and make sure he's really 100% healthy for opening day. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And it was interesting. It was noted by both myself and Jeremy. Uh, Matt McClain is one of the more approachable guys inside the Reds clubhouse. And we walked up to him on Monday to say hello and invite him outside to talk about the season. Uh, he seemed a little bit distracted, not himself. And you could tell this was worrying him. He said he had to go inside David Bell's office and meet with David so he didn't have time to come out that day. And that's when they were going in to discuss what was going on and what the plan was going forward. But the MRI came back, as David Bell said yesterday, is very good news. It's an oblique, but it's not in the same spot as last year. Matt seems in good spirits. He was out here yesterday. He's such a busybody kind of guy. Like, even though he shut down, he was still standing in as, you know, a guy in the batter's box for the pitchers to pitch to. So, He's still out here doing things. He's, he's still involved in everything he can be involved in. But, yeah, the, the word is precautionary. Don't mess with this thing, right? The oblique is, is something that really sidetracked his year last year. If he feels anything, now's the time not to mess with it. Shut him down. Get him right. I anticipate him back on the field doing baseball things next week. Take us behind the scenes a little bit because – you know, everyone here is spring training, and I know they're out on the field for a good chunk of the day. What types of things are, are they doing from, from the time they get on the field to when they're done, um, just in, in the normal life of a, of a spring training day for these guys? Well, it's interesting. It's a little bit different this year, and I've noticed this, and, and Charlie and I were talking about this yesterday, how different kind of the makeup of the day is for the players now. So, they come out on the field here in about 20 or 30 minutes. They'll do some throwing. They'll do some running. And then they would always break up into pitchers would go pitch in the bullpen. Hitters would – position players would go out and take infield practice and outfield practice, and they'd hit, and then they'd call it a day. It's different now. Now they're breaking these guys up after they throw and stretch into teams of two, and they're doing basically like an hour of individual skill work, almost like these private lessons that – for example, yesterday, Ellie De La Cruz and Edwin Arroyo were on a field by themselves with Barry Larkin and Freddie Benavides going over every fundamental situation a shortstop could go through. Balls to the right, balls to the left, short hops, going back on balls. It's been really interesting to see the change, and I think it's a great change because so many times guys come out to spring training and the games jump on you here in a week and you're just back to playing games and getting ready for the season that way. Feels like this camp is very hyper-focused on individual skill improvement. And that's been a big change this year to see these guys break up into twos. Another one to watch has been Chamber Candelario and Noel V. Marte. They seem to have a great rapport. I've got some videos of those two working together out on my Twitter page right now. You can check that out. But those two have had a great rapport. They're doing a lot of work together. So, Tony, that's been the big difference to me this year. 
is that they've been doing this individual work. And then at the end of the day, they do their batting practice and they do some live BP with a couple of the starting pitchers throwing to some of the hitters just to get that feel because before you know it, games are going to be upon us this weekend. We, we talked before about no Joey Votto at camp. Are, are you able from, from your vantage point to, to identify at least early on who the leaders in this clubhouse are going to be yet for the Cincinnati Reds? I think there are guys who want to be, but I think that just kind of happens naturally. I think Jonathan India definitely wants to be that guy. Um, I think that he sees that as part of his role on this team and a guy that obviously heard his name thrown about in trade rumors last year, but is very relieved he's back here because he says he thinks this is going to be a special team this year. He wants to be a part of it. So I think he wants to be in that role. The one guy I've noticed, it's been interesting in watching how much respect he has amongst the team, is Luke Maley. Luke Maley caught Hunter Green yesterday. You know, of course, the famous at bat where Ellie De La Cruz uh, smashed the Maybach window. But after Hunter threw, Luke brought him to the side for a few minutes. I have a picture of it uh, also on my Twitter page of, of Luke and, and Hunter talking after. And listening to Luke talk to Hunter was almost like listening to a coach talk to Hunter Green. Now, they were talking about things he wants to do with, with Hunter's repertoire this year, how much he wants to pitch inside, how much he wants to bounce the ball in front of the plate and expand the strike zone. And Hunter said, are you comfortable with that? And Luke said, throw it anywhere. I'll catch it. Don't worry about that. So you could see that Luke Maley was trying to, in that situation, use some of his veteran leadership, veteran knowledge with a younger guy like Hunter Green. So uh, certainly I think Jonathan India wants to be a guy like that. But what I've seen so far is how much the young pitching staff is gravitating towards Luke Maley out here at Red Spring Training. Uh, talk to me a little bit. Uh, we spent a few more minutes here with Joe Daneman. Spencer Steer, because you know the, the Reds tweeted it out yesterday as he was taking some batting practice. You know That's our left fielder, right fielder, first baseman, second baseman, third baseman, DH. <laughs> and, and I know, you know for, for this team, the versatility is extremely important. And I don't know if there's any other player that embodies that more than Spencer Steer and his ability and willingness to play all these different positions. Uh, just the importance, in your opinion, of Spencer Steer and, and maybe anything you've seen early on in, in spring training this year. Yeah, the interesting thing is you, know, you talk to all these guys, and Matt McClain has all-star capabilities. Nelly David Cruz has all-star and MVP capabilities. The guy who led this team in a lot of offensive categories last year was Spencer Steer. And, and I don't think that's lost on people who follow the Cincinnati Reds. What I've noticed about Spencer so far here at spring training is how much he's almost exclusively doing outfield work. And I, I think that was kind of an eye-opener. I thought I'd see him bounce more around from the infield to the outfield. I, I can't be in every place at once, but the couple of times that I've really focused on what is Spencer doing today, he's been working in the outfield and working on all kinds of different scenarios that an outfielder can work on, going back on a ball, going side on a ball, short hops, coming up, throwing, all the things that an outfielder needs to do. And, look, we understand with Spencer, he just has to be a functional outfielder for him to have value for this team because of what he does at the plate. But for me, Tony, I think it's interesting that I've seen him almost exclusively here the last few days in the outfield at spring training during those individual skill performance drills. I know we, we touched on it early with the conversation about expectations for this team and the way they carry themselves. Is, is it a different vibe? Is it a, and I know it's, it's a younger team, and I know with that comes the more upbeat vibe, but 
I feel like confidence in baseball is is so important. Not a, not a cockiness, but a confidence. And it feels just from the outside looking in that within the confines of of this team at spring training that there's a confidence amongst the the group that has been assembled in a very wide open NL Central this year. Yeah, I think there's an understanding, Tony, of, of the talent they have. I think that's the, that's the right word, an understanding of what their ceiling might be because a lot of times projections take into account floors. This team's ceiling, I think, needs to be talked about more. And it's been interesting talking to guys out here, and we all wondered how much they see the projections of 80 wins, 81 wins, 82 wins. Did that bother them? Uh, it doesn't seem to bother them because – now, they said they've seen that, but at the same time, they also said, you know, we, we haven't proven anything. Uh, you think back to last year, and it was such a breath of fresh air and a surprise year for Cincinnati for this team to win 82 games after losing 100 and be in the playoff race. But these guys are like, listen, we didn't make the playoffs, so there's still some unfinished business for this team uh, to take care of this year. We just talked to Will Benson. I think Will Benson had great perspective on it. I'm sure you guys have talked about it. He said, look, you know, everybody talks about the Dodgers and the Braves and the Phillies. Who made the World Series last year, right? So it's, it's just get into the tournament any way you can and then see what happens. And I think there's a belief here that this team should have playoff expectations. And then whatever happens from then on would kind of feel like, you know, you give yourself a shot. That's all you can ask for, kind of like the Diamondbacks had last year. Uh, but expectations certainly were noticed. Um, projections were noticed by this team, but uh, a little bit surprising. It didn't seem to bother them because it feels like internally uh, they have an expectation for themselves that they don't care about anybody else. In in those conversations with expectations, has there been any conversations about starting fast? Because that that, that has been the Achilles heel of, of a lot of these teams in recent years. Is is they're just they're they're weighed down by such a slow start that you spend a lot of the season saying, man, if they just had started better or started faster, has there been that conversation that you've had or you've heard players talking about from a, a start standpoint as soon as spring training wraps up? Matt McLean made a great point about starting fast. When I brought this up with Matt McLean yesterday talking to him, he said, you think back to opening day last year, I wasn't on the roster. Ellie De La Cruz wasn't on the roster. So you add those two pieces they didn't know what Will Benson was at that point. Will Benson got sent down in April until he figured it out and got called back up. So you start adding these pieces that weren't part of the Reds' everyday eight and part of their weaponry at that point. I, I would think in itself alone that lends itself to perhaps this team getting off to a better start this year just by having uh, two all-star capable talents in the middle of the infield and another guy in Will Benson who can give you some, some quality ABs as well. Uh, so I think Matt made a great point there about last year a slow start and, and this year just having the guys on the roster that didn't have last year, that in itself could be a difference maker for the Reds in the first month of the season. Joe Daneman, uh Fox 19. I, I do have to ask, Joe, because tonight Xavier's in action here in, in Cincinnati. UC is in action in a game that it feels like they have to win to stay on that cut line of the bubble right now. Do you have a chance? Do you get chances to – to sit back and watch some hoops, or are you just all 24-7 baseball right now? <laughs> no, so between our uh, evening shows and our late shows, we have about two or three hours to get something to eat, edit for the late shows, and then, yes, absolutely 100% eyes on basketball tonight because 
it's go time, right? I mean, it's mid-February. The NCAA tournament starts in a month. These are hugely important games, especially for UC. And it was funny, too, not to sidetrack here. I, I didn't realize UCF was a quad one win until I was halfway through yeah. the game, and I looked up their net ranking, and boom, they're top 70, road win, quad one. So, look, UC is continuing to build this resume. It almost feels like the Reds last year, right, in the final month of the year where every game mattered what would it mean for the playoffs? It's kind of like that with UC basketball right now. Every game matters. What will it mean for their resume? And so absolutely, yes, we'll have it dialed in and, and eye on what's going on with UC and Xavier tonight. Love it. It is uh, at Fox19Joe. If you're not at spring training but you want to feel the closest to it, just follow along with Joe's Twitter account because – you know, you've. I, I know you're doing it to try to be informative. Oh, that's, know, there goes oh, the Mustang. Check the Mustang, that was a Mustang. right there. Ouch! Yikes! <laughs> you know, I, I know you're doing it to be informative, but it, it also gives a little bit of a FOMO to, to those you know still here in, in Cincinnati mm-hmm. during this time. I get it. I get it. I understand that. But everything <laughs> is a loving postcard for you guys back in Cincinnati. Can I can I promote this? Go yes. to my Twitter page. So I put out the snippet yesterday, Brent Suter doing impressions of Harry Carey and Jim Carey. Okay, so he also did Matt Foley. Oh. He did Elmo. He did Bobby Boucher. Oh, my god! At noon today, I posted a two-and-a-half-minute clip on Twitter of him running the gamut of every character he does. So if you have two-and-a-half minutes at work what? today and you're bored, make sure you watch I, I got to ask, though. You know, is there a chance, because when we get back from our next break, we're going to talkbacks. Harry Carey is is a vital part of our talkbacks. Is there a chance that that he is our talkback, Harry Carey? Did you discuss That's talkbacks with him at all? <laughs> I have not discussed talkbacks with him, but I wow. will say this about his Harry Carey impression. His impression of Harry Carey sounds like Will Ferrell's impression <laughs> yeah. of Harry Carey. So it's like Brent is doing Will doing Harry, and it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I will say this about that segment. We did that at like 7.30 in the morning. I don't know about you guys, but at 7.30 in the morning, yeah. I'm not ready to go out there in no. front of a TV camera and do impressions like that. That guy is one of a kind. I don't think I've ever seen a happier athlete in my life. Like, he's so happy to be a Red. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that energy is infectious, and you can see it right now. He's, he's a guy, when he walks into the room inside the Reds clubhouse, it, it lights up. In fact, MLB Network reached out about that clip. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I sent them that clip. So everybody has MLB Network on inside the clubhouse waiting for Brent <laughs> to be on TV so they can watch it when they get back from workouts later this afternoon. Love it. Love it. Joe, I can't thank you enough for uh, for your time. Enjoy the, uh, the rest of spring training. We'll talk soon, man. Guys, 360 is the best. Let's go. Love it. (laughs) There he is. That's Fox 19, Joe, on Twitter. Go follow along. That's Joe Daneman. We'll be back. Talkbacks after this. Cincy 360, a service of Cincy shirts on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
Cincy 360 carries on on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati's sports station. It's that time for talkbacks. Press the microphone and record your message for Austin and Tone. Please keep it clean and don't be mean. Add a sprinkle, sprinkle, drip, drip. It's that time for talkbacks. It's our favorite part of Cincy 360. Austin, buddy, play that talk back on your screen and please try not to sabotage it. Dun, dun. All right, then, no sabotaging. Let's go. Good Let's day, go. Tony and Austin. It's Jim oh. and Ross. Timing yes. is critical, and our Bearcats need two more big statement wins to get in that dance. But it's baseball season, and my number is 86 for the Reds, and I'll stand on that business. <laughs> Here, I in the darkness. Searching for forgiveness Did I wait too long To turn the lights back on Cheers, love each other Let's go Man, fantastic That's the newest Billy Joel single Yes Turn the lights back on I see you working, Jim and Ross Come on, biggin Good afternoon, Tony and Austin With A.J. McCarron signing with the Battlehawks in the UFL do the Bengals re-sign McCarron after the conclusion of the mm. UFL season, or do they look at other options to bring in a third-string quarterback for 24? Everyone have a fabulous Wednesday. i got to go with other options here. Yeah, I think they will sign somebody between now and uh, training camp. I think that will be a camp-body individual. They what could, about Jake Browning, though? What if someone comes after him? They and could more draft money? one later in the, the draft as well. I know they were interested in some quarterbacks last year. So, hmm. Happy hump day, Tony and Austin. Kevin and Arlington, Kentucky here. We are now 36 Mario Soto days away yeah. from Red Lake's opening day. Let's go, Red. Let's go. Hmm. Mario Soto. Did you guys know? That in 2016, Mozart sold more CDs than no Beyonce. Now you know. That's it. I don't believe that at all. I don't know either. Y'all see that Twitter post where Ellie hit that bomb of a foul ball off green, just busted out that window, man. They're they're posing next to it afterwards. They're, they're having a parking lot party, man. Uh, good for them. You know, I ain't been that excited for a busted window since the Browns got Deshaun Watson. Just ruined theirs. But, man, I, opening day, I'm getting excited. I'm going to start dumping them now. I'm just, just wake me up when it's here, baby. I'm going to be passed out. A lot of excitement here, Austin. Apparently so. Dan Hurley and LL stand on business. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello, this is former President Ronald Reagan. And, well, after watching that offensive NBA All-Star game this past weekend, I've decided to ask Congress to increase the NBA defense budget by 300%. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Well said. 
Tony Austin, Johnny from Mount Healthy here. If I sound like I'm at death's door, it's because I am. I got a lovely virus on President's Day, so uh, under the weather, but wanted to publicly announce to everyone that Augie's night is going to be postponed two weeks from tomorrow. So instead of tomorrow, it'll be two weeks, March the 7th at Augie's. Augie's had another event going, and I am under the weather. Okay. There will still be free beer and giveaways, so keep updated for two weeks from now. There Look, you go. He, just, he doesn't sound healthy. He doesn't sound healthy. It's probably because of all the alcohol he pours into his body at a consistent rate. Could be. Um, but hope he feels better. Could Thank be. Thank you for putting it out there. Again, no Augies tomorrow, March 7th. Well, having some technical problems today. Imagine that. Mm. Man, I was going to do, I had a four-thing parlay. I was going to do TCU. I did Pittsburgh instead. Mm. They lost by, like, 29 to Wake Forest. Yeah, did they weren't good. Duncan and Chris Paul play or something? The Bearcats will definitely get a victory tonight. Okay. Okay. There you go. Hey, guys. Marcus from the Grove. Austin, get ready to hit the sounder for Groundhog Day because Whoa. I do have a question for you guys about this whole T. Higgins thing. Do you think they will end up tagging T and maybe still trading him? Because I do agree that if that was the plan all along, that this would already been done. Or do you think that we use the tag and sign Jonah Williams and go out and get a guy like Mike Evans? Mm. Maybe the maybe the tags for Jonah all along, Austin. Um, no, I don't think that's going to happen. You getting filled up with some air? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always need some help someplace. Come on. What? <laughs> What's happening here? Higgins on the franchise tag doesn't do you any good if Burrow's running for his life because the offensive line's still horrible. Mm. If you can sign Evans at $12 million and use the difference on a quality free agent offensive lineman, I think at the end of the day you're better off. Who day? Where is this narrative coming from that the Bengals' offensive line was terrible? I don't know. Where is that coming from? I don't know. Now, they are by no means the best offensive line in the NFL. But they are far, 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 far from the worst. I, I don't know where this is coming from. They were middle of the pack. They were middle of the pack. Which for years we said we would take in a heartbeat. Correct. They've spent a ton of money on that. Like, Cordell Volson had a sophomore slump, but he got better. Jonah Williams moved positions. He was okay. Alex Kappa, little bit banged up, but relatively solid. Ted Karras, okay. Orlando Brown Jr., not at a Pro Bowl level, but not the worst left tackle in football. I don't know where this this narrative comes from that the Bengals have an atrocious offensive line. I, that, that makes no sense to me. Hey, guys, Jeff in New Richmond. As far as Hunter Green goes with the broken windshield, I think Ellie pays for it because he right. broke it. Uh, as far as you see tonight, I believe the Bearcats win. I don't think they're going to cover ten and a half. That's a big number. And finally, about Joey Votto, I would do anything you can if he doesn't get an offer to play to be within the organization because he's a good guy. Hey, uh, Austin, I sent you a message on X. I need some advice. Thanks. Oh, no. Check well, your messages. Okay. I'll try to. I'll try to get to it. Reds fans, it's that time for talkbacks. <laughs> 
press the microphone and record your message for Austin and Tom. Please keep it clean and don't be mean. Add a sprinkle, sprinkle, drip, drip. It's that time for talkbacks. It's our favorite part of Cincy 360. So, Austin, buddy, play that talkback on your screen and please try not to sabotage it. Love it. For more information, visit reds.com. <laughs> Man, that was I might, good. I might have to throw some music behind that and uh, make another intro. That was great. And now batting for the fan favorite talkbacks, it's the talkback cowboy. Now batting for Cincy 360 non-fan favorites, Mark from Columbus. Oh, oh, wow, wow, Mark taking a stray. Goodness. It's that time to rank them. Gonna make a list of the stuff that we like. You all get the gist. We'll start at five. We'll get to one. That's how ranking them is done. It's that time to rank them. One of the best parts of Sensi 360. Austin, Tony, will you rank some options that you like in order of your preference? (laughs) Great job from Calvin. Fantastic, Calvin. Hey, Terry. How's it going, Arnie? <laughs> hey, Terry, I'm heading out to that UC game tonight. Yeah. Hopefully those little funny things that they do in between timeouts will be funny this time. Probably not. Hey, Terry, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Texas Tech's fans doing a slow court storm after beating TCU at home. Bad. What the hell was that all about? Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Jeff, I don't see a message from you, bro. Oh, no. At the risk of making myself seem crazy, I think you guys are missing on this Joe Mixon thing. Of course. I think Joe's going to be great. Healthy Joe Burrow on that receiving core can't do nothing but make him look good, make him do good. He's a beast. You guys are missing on him. No. 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns with Jake Browning as the quarterback. I think you guys are missing on him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you could not be further from uh, from reality. You are – I appreciate it. You're entitled to your opinion. And we'll go with that. Tony Austin, George from the Valley, fired up on this Red Wine Wednesday. Oh. Can't wait to watch the Reds this weekend. Are we going to be able to actually watch those games? I don't know. So we listen Maybach to them around a Mercedes. Here. It's about a quarter of a million dollar Mercedes one he had, at least. Now I learned something. Uh, James Rapine. So you're telling me he went from hosting a radio show in Cincinnati to working in Cleveland? Mm. How did we let him back? I mean, if I run into this guy in a dark alley, he's going to have to flip around and find out. Oh. Uh, take UD tonight with the points. <laughs> James wanted to start making money, so he left. Man, our uh, our resident Dayton Flyer gives us another one. I might have to use that lock tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm playing a talkback right now from Kate, but it does not seem to be working. Ah, Kate. Sorry, Kate. Damn, early LL Cool J, both stand on business, both listen to their mamas. Hmm. Okay. I don't get it. Ryan Leaf. He kind of stinks at that announcer thing. Let's bring him in for the one-pass third-string quarterback for the Bengals this year. Oh, Austin? Ryan Leaf taking a stray is just crazy. What did Ryan Leaf do? I don't think I quite understand. I have no idea. Uh, Yeah, that was our last one. (laughs) I'll tell you what. There are just some random folks getting random strays right now. You never know when you when you when your time or or day is on Cincy three sixty. Did I miss something about LL Cool J? I don't know. 
just a, a random day of talkbacks. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Austin. Please. When we get back, we're giving something away? That's correct, Tony. Okay. Are you ready to, to find out what it is we're giving away? Please. When we come back, we are giving away two tickets to the Heartbreak on the Map Summer Tour starring Dan and Shay. Oh. With very special guests Jake Owen and Dylan Marlowe. Wow. Now, that's a three for three right there. Those three are all fantastic. Huge Jake Owen fans. That too. is July 18th at Riverbend Music Center. Okay. All right. So you have to have the Ticketmaster app. You have to have an account on the Ticketmaster app. We're going to give away two tickets to American to the Heartbreak on the Map Summer Tour this July between Dan and Shay, Jake Owen, Dylan Marlowe at uh, Riverbend Music Center. Okay. So when we come back, I've already got the trivia question prepared. Because I know, Tone, that you probably didn't have one ready. I don't have one ready. But I have one ready. And we're going to be giving away two tickets to Dan and Shay when we get back. So now is the time to call the phone number, 513-749-1530. I will ask for your name. I will put you on hold. And then, Tone, we will pick a winner. Perfect. We'll ask the question. We'll pick a winner. That just ahead and more. Cincy 360, a service of Cincy Shirts. On the home of the Bengals, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. This Musketeer Minute is presented by CTI Clinical Trial and Consulting. I'm Joe Sunderman along with Byron Larkin. And Byron, the Musketeers had three basketball players go in the Hall of Fame last week. Yeah, Phil Bucklew, who was actually foot, played football and basketball at Xavier, along with Trayvon Blewett and J.P. McCure. I, I, we had the pleasure of watching Trayvon and J.P. play. and. Both of those guys made a significant impact on the program. Trayvon probably was the best shooter I've ever seen in a Xavier uniform. J.P. McCure probably played with more courage and swagger than any player that uh, has put on a Xavier uniform. Both those players well-deserved, and it's good that they were teammates, came in together, went into the hall together. And during their four years, they made the NCAA tournament Every single year they were a musketeer and uh, were certainly dynamic to watch. And Phil Bucklew, he was a 36 graduate. He was a standout football player, as you mentioned, and basketball player. But perhaps what he's known best for, he's known uh, today as the father of Navy Special Warfare. So he joined the Navy after uh, being at Xavier, came back to coach Xavier football. But uh, he had an outstanding career, not only at Xavier, um, but helping our country. All three of those players special, special people, no doubt about it. Xavier fans, this is Joe Sunderman, voice of the Xavier Musketeers. Just like our Musketeers, our friends at CTI Clinical Trial and Consulting are always looking for new talent to add to their team. They even have a program specifically designed for recent graduates. If you'd like to work with a group of people on life-changing therapies to help patients around the world, CTI is the team for you. To learn more, visit ctifacts.com. 60 continues on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. All right, welcome back, Cincy 360. ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of Cincy Shirts. It's 10,000 hours right there. I know that. 
That's Dan and Shay? Yes, it is. Man. Dan and Shay with Jay Beebs. Got a little, um, you say Jake Owen, too? Jake Barefoot, Owen and Dylan Marlowe. Barefoot Blue Jean Knight. Come on. Among many others. Yes. And we're giving away tickets just I, like that? Yeah. I've seen Dan and Shay in concert a couple times. They are fantastic. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. Put on a great show. Okay. And uh, you have a chance to see them right now. The Heartbreak on the Map Summer Tour. Starring Dan and Shay with special guests Jake Owen and Dylan Marlowe. That's July 18th, Tone. At the Riverbend Music Center. You can also get tickets, Ticketmaster.com, Riverbend.org, and DanandShay.com. Are you prepared? I'm ready. Well, I really don't All have right. to do anything here, so this is good. Our first caller is Troy in Montgomery. Hello, Troy. How are you? Pretty darn fine. How are you guys doing? All right. Doing well. Are you prepared to answer a trivia question to go see Dan and Shay? I will do my best. Okay. Uh, the Reds, on this day... In 1986, tried out Hall of Fame pitcher Raleigh Fingers oh. in spring training. But Raleigh Fingers refused to sign with the Reds because of their facial hair policy, mm. meaning they wanted him to shave his signature handlebar mustache. That was in 1986. The Reds later on relaxed this policy because of the acquisition of what all-time great Reds player? Oh. All-time great Reds player. Yes, they they ended the no, the facial hair policy because they acquired what player? B. Smith. Incorrect. Mm. Good guess. Mm. Ken and the Lex. The Reds ended their facial hair policy when they acquired who? Mo Bond. Incorrect. Ooh, that's a very good, good question go, too. Very good guess. Brian and Fort Thomas. Who did the Reds end their facial hair ban for? Um, I have no clue. All right, thank you. Kenny in Cold Spring. The Reds ended their 30-year facial hair ban when they acquired what player? Greg Vaughn. There it is, Greg Vaughn. He was nailed it. Ken was thinking Mo Guggins. He was thinking Mo Guggins. He was close. He had the Vaughn, but he didn't have the Greg. Kenny in Cold Spring, you're going to go see Dan and Shay. Congratulations. Love it. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you a big fan of Dan and Shay? No, but I guess my wife is. Okay, good. well. You sound so. like a smart man, Kenny. Does she know <laughs> that you're trying for these tickets? No, oh. she will at our anniversary, maybe, though. Oh, okay. Oh, I see you working, Kenny. Okay, big I just Ken. bought them. <laughs> but keep it a secret. All right, all right. I'll put you on hold, Kenny. Hold on, hold on for me. I'll get your information. Man. There you go. That's fantastic. It's the month of love, Tom. It is. What a thing to do it for is. his lady. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You Kenny know what? In Cold Spring. That was on this date? He gets it. No, it wasn't on this date. Okay. It was earlier this month on, on February 15th, 1999. Okay. The Reds acquired Greg Vaughn and banned the, uh, or lifted the facial hair ban. Now, you just mentioned... Um, but it was on this date in 1986, Raleigh Fingers told the Reds to pound sand because they wanted him to shave his mustache. Do you know what happened on this date in 1998? What happened, Tone? 
one of the most impressive stat lines you'll ever see in a college basketball game happened at UC with one Kenyon Martin Sr. Junior the third. What did he do? Well, they were playing DePaul, and he had a triple-double. Many people say, oh, a lot of people have triple-doubles. Well, in 1998, Austin, he went for 24 points, 23 rebounds, and 10 blocks. That's pretty good. In a game against DePaul. Kenyon Martin, my all-time favorite Bearcat basketball player. Hmm. Guy just embodied everything about UC basketball. Everything. He came in, wasn't a star right away, worked his tail off, uh, blue collar, just the type of player you want on your team. Speaking of those Cincinnati Bearcats, the uh, the opportunity at hand tonight with Oklahoma State coming in. Oklahoma State, call it what it is, not a good team. They are three and nine in uh in the Big Twelve. They are eleven and fourteen overall. Now, their three wins in the Big Twelve are against Kansas State, West Virginia, and they did at home beat BYU in their last game. So they are playing better basketball. But this is a team whose wins this year include Sam Houston State, New Orleans, Houston Christian, uh, Tulsa, Oral Roberts, Wofford, South Carolina State, Chicago State. There is not a marquee win on this team's schedule. They lost to Abilene Christian. They lost to St. Bonaventure. They lost to Southern Illinois. They are getting 10.5 points tonight. You don't get into the tournament by beating Oklahoma State. But you don't have a chance to get in the tournament if you lose to Oklahoma State. That's just what it is. This win does not propel you off the bubble into the field easily. But it does push you off the bubble. And against a team that just put up 93 in their last outing, previous outing before that, they only lost by four at Oklahoma. Played Houston well early. This is not a game you take lightly if you're the Bearcats. The biggest Bearcat question that I'll have going forward, and Mo, Mo answered it yesterday, in his opinion. I said, if the Bearcats go 3-3 three and three over the next six, do they get in the tournament? That would put them at 19-12 and 12 overall. That would put them at 8-10 and 10 in the Big 12. The wins has to be tonight, has to be March 2nd, and has to be March 9th. Those are the three home games remaining against Oklahoma State, who is dead last in the Big 12, West Virginia, who is second to last in the Big 12, and Kansas State, who is right there at third worst in the Big 12. I'm sorry, fourth in the Big 12. So all three home games, you will be favored in all three of those. Can you get in at 3-3 three and three and win a game in the Big 12 tournament? I'd rather not sit there on Selection Sunday and hope and, and wish that they get in and, and not think about what if they didn't get beat by West Virginia when they were up 10 with six minutes left or Texas or any of the early losses they've had. I'd like them to go 4-2 and two down the stretch. That would mean 
winning all their upcoming home games and trying to find a win at TCU, at Houston, or at Oklahoma. Now, this Houston team is a machine. At home, they are even more of a machine. So you look and say, okay, at TCU, at Oklahoma, if you take care of business at home, can you win one of those two? Nine and nine, this team is in the dance. Eight and ten, what's well, a lot of nervous energy watching around those bubble teams. And subsequently, one of those bubble teams is in action in Cincinnati tonight against the Xavier Musketeers, and that is the Providence Friars, who entering today, Providence is still listed right on that first four outline. They're ahead of the Bearcats by two. Providence, Utah, Cincinnati on the first four out. Xavier could do the Bearcats a big service and push Providence lower on down that list. Again, Old Miss is the last four in. They play Mississippi State tonight. Nebraska is a bye still. They play Indiana tonight. New Mexico is a bye. They play Colorado State tonight. So there are options out there. There are opportunities to be had. But for the Cincinnati Bearcats, it's a must-win tonight. To even have the conversation about the remaining five, you've got to take care of business tonight. And as a 10.5-point favorite, you should take care of business tonight. we got Hour 3 coming up. We have uh, Bob Mangine from NovaCare is going to talk to us about oblique injuries. Mo Egger is going to check in with quick hits and locks of the night. I say, Austin, when we get back, we start Hour 3 with Rankham. Okay. Is that good with you? That works for me. So, hour three, we're going to start rank them with best Reds uniforms. This coming on the heels of Austin yesterday tweeting out his favorite Reds uniform combination. Some agreed, some disagreed, but a lot of people weighed in on it. So, why not weigh in more? We'll do that when we get back. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. We're a service of our good friends at Cincy Shirts on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. This is Penn Station East Coast Sub Cincy 360, about Cincinnati from Cincinnati. Sponsored in part by Penn Station East Coast Subs. Handcrafted hot grilled subs, fresh cut fries, and lemonade. It's all about good taste. Penn Station East Coast Subs. Order online today. This is ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. All right, welcome back. Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station. A service of our friends at Penn Station. Very thankful to uh, to have the folks at Penn Station on board, especially Hour 3, because uh, this is the uh, the point in the show, Austin, where my, my early lunch starts to wear off. Mm-hmm. And I am... I'm then just need that afternoon pick me up. I'm just starving, mm-hmm. essentially for the rest of the day as well. Why don't you head next door? Okay, grab us some Penn Station East right. Coast subs, fresh cut fries, lemonade. Come back. Sure, I can make it over there real quick. Yeah, deal. During the commercial break. Okay, but before we do any of that, we need to uh, rank them. Rank them. Right. You all right? Rank them. Where's the attitude? I thought there's some excitement. Maybe rank them. Rank them. There goes another foul ball. Um, we are uh, we're looking at Reds uniform combinations. Well, uniforms. Okay. 
You don't have combinations at, in baseball. Oh yeah, you can kind of have the combinations. No, you can't. Um, but you tweeted it out yesterday. Go ahead. What your tweet? You essentially we already know your number one is what. Yeah, my number one all time is the uh, the early two thousands Reds road uniforms with the vest gray. Okay. Uh, with the vest with the black sleeves underneath, black okay. hat with the red wishbone C. Okay. The red and black line on the pants. Uh, in Cincinnati, obviously across the chest. I tweeted this out. Picture of Barry Larkin turned two at Wrigley Field, rocking the old unis. My favorite uniforms of all time. Okay. What was your number? Do you want to start number five? I just gave my number one, so it kind of ruined it, but we already knew that. Number five for me, though, Tone, uh, was the 1990 World Series home uniform. Mm. Uh, the clean white and I think Desert Storm was happening at the time. Yes. So they had the American flag on them. Those uniforms, as soon as I see them, I immediately think world championship. I think Eric Davis, bomb. I think uh, of beating the Oakland A's, sweeping them 90 to nine, uh, a wire to wire 1990. The Reds home uniforms from that World Series are fire. Uh, number five for me. Uh, I thought one of the most iconic in Reds history, the 1956 uniforms, Austin. Now, these were brought back to life just a few years ago because the Reds players decided to do what? Wear nothing underneath them. Mm. Remember they went, you know, Derek Dietrich, Lorenzen, Yasiel Puig and company. They went suns out, guns out. Yeah, can you can you describe the uniforms? Um, so they got like the picture of the of of Mr. Redlegs on them mm-hmm. instead of a, a Reds logo. They're not a white. They're a little bit more of a gray, and no names on the back. Just the clear, big numbers. I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. So the 1956, 59 road uniforms, oh, basically. So good. Vest uniform, Mr. Redlegs on the front. Only number time. On the front number first on the and back. only time that Mr. Redlegs was on a jersey. Yes. Uh, so yes, that that actually was number two on my list. Ooh, That's okay. my second favorite uniform of all time. Uh, and yes, I think that is a classic. You're right. In in that moment too of when they all took the when during the nineteen or the hundred and fiftieth anniversary season. Okay, that was iconic. Um, for me, number four is the nineteen ninety five road and home uniforms. Chris. Both of them were absolutely clean. This was again a vest style at home. Yep. There was no black whatsoever. There was pinstripes yes. for the Reds. The pinstriped hat, if you remember, was white with the red wishbone C. This was the uniform that Jeff Brantley was dominant in, the uh the cowboy. And then on the the road side of things, it was gray, pinstripes, Cincinnati with a white outline, super clean. Take me to 1976 for number four, Austin. Mm-hmm. The Big Red Machine cemented itself as one of the greatest teams in baseball history. Second consecutive World Series. That's, of course, the Great Eight. It's a very clean style, but the, uh, the, the season played out against the backdrop of the bicentennial here in America. That's true. And the centennial of the National League, which had been formed in 1876. So there was a commemorative uniform patch that had the Centennial logo. Um, but much like, uh, I believe, you said with the 90 uniforms, 
a lot of similarities, but just very clean, no yeah. pinstripes. I like that. Yeah, essentially the exact same uniform, uh, just a little bit updated and tweaked as time goes on. We're going to go back to 1939 for wow. number two for me, Tone. This is one of the cleanest Reds uniforms of all time, and it features a different color. Not mm. white, not black, mm. blue, Tony. It was that off-white kind of cream-colored white uniform with the blue hat, red wishbone, C, red bill. And that clean uniform had the red and blue Reds C on the front. No number on the front, just a number on the back. Red and blue stirrups as well. That is one of the best uniforms ever. This is, again, one of those uniforms they brought back uh, during the... Um, the uh, the 150th anniversary season. So, yeah, that one for me, 1939 home cream-colored white uniform. Have you seen the 1919 uniform for the home World Series? I don't know that I have. A 96-game uh, winner that year. Um, the uh, Reds celebrated their first World Series appearance by ordering new uniforms for the World Series. Wow. A slightly altered C for the Reds logo on the jersey. Um, Is that the one's kind of elongated? Looks yes. kind of like a horseshoe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's got the pinstripes and the hat to match. I just thought it was clean from top to bottom. That's my number three. I remember that hat was very popular mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. Number two for me. Uh, is the one that you had at your number five, 1959 road vest with Mr. Redlegs, gray, uh, just uh, just a perfect uniform in every sense of the word. So th those are my top five already. The number 1990 World Series home, yeah. 95 road and home combo, the 1939 off-white home, mm. the 1959 road vest with Mr. Redlegs, and the late 90s, early 2000s uh, road grays with the black undershirts and the red and black stripe on the pants. Can I go to 1936? Go ahead, Tom. The Palm Beach alternate. Alternate. Is this the red pants? Yes. I don't know. I love the I red on the white. Know. Now, it's one of the mo more unique combinations, but this was the Palm Beach by uh, Goldsmith and Sons, and it was an attempt to offer Charlie? players a lighter weight alternative to the heavy flannel jerseys that were normal at the time. It just had the script reds on the front, and the jersey was a much lighter material. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then you had the red pants. So it was like the cream on top and the red on the bottom. So clean for me. And then you mentioned the 39 uniforms. I like the 1911s because they... I. I I could I could go classic and there's a lot of different variations of classic. Like I thought '99 when they wore the uh, the unis with the black underneath. I thought that was really sharp. But you go way back to uh, 1911. They wore the limited all blue look. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, the all blue alternate scheme where it had the reds on the on the patch, reds on the sleeve. It had like the uh, the helmet with the rope go or the the hat with the rope going across with the C on front, 
but the navy blue unis with all the red outlines everywhere, mm-hmm. unbelievably sharp. Yeah, that's a good one. Those I remember the Reds wore those Saturday 4 o'clock game when? during the 150th. Saturday, Saturday. Yeah, there you you're go. Not, you're not doing it like you Saturday. To. You've changed. Yeah. Uh, and I think there was like three, we hit like three straight homers that day, Man. if I'm not mistaken. Love it. The Wink and Castellanos. Do you know what I found out during all of this? What'd you found out? Red's got some nice uni combinations. You know, I, everybody hates the current uniforms. I don't think they're that bad. The more I look, the more I like the 99 look too. Oh, it's the best. The black underneath? Yeah. I've and, always, people hated, have always hated this opinion of mine, but the Reds need more black in their uniforms. Now, the 99 Uni, I, I guess the sour taste of that season still comes in because I was in attendance, Austin, at Riverfront Stadium when the Mets came in and, and won the wild card game. They stood on business. Man, they were dominant in that. But, uh, and the, the all black underneath, Mr. Reds on the, uh, on the arm sleeve with the Reds patch on the, the chest. Yep, yep, yep. So good absolute fireball from the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, and that's our rank them. Rank them. Let us know your favorite Reds uniform combinations. Rank them. On Send ESPN. us a tweet. Yes, at Audie Elmore, at Tony underscore Pike 15. Um, or as everybody that tweets at me, Tony Pike 15. Yeah, sure. Just Even get it right, that, man. That's not his account. Just get it right. It's uh, Cincy 360, hour three. Plenty more still to go. Uh, a service of our friends at Penn Station on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Mo Egger. We've talked about this a lot. He's got what you want. Like, right, who's the go-to guy going to be? Interviews, his views, and your calls. Go-to guy isn't the team's leading score. Mo Egger, today at 3 on ESPN 1530. Tony Buddy's ESPN Welcome back. It's uh, Cincy 360. Thanks to our friends at Penn Station on ESPN 1530, Cincinnati's sports station. Uh, Bob Mangine is going to join us here in a, in a couple minutes to talk uh, oblique injuries and maybe a day in the life of a basketball player getting ready to play a game tonight. What's that day look like down in, uh, in Clifton right now or over at Xavier right now as well? I saw this as well, uh, Austin. Uh, Lance McAllister just tweeted this out per the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Upper Deck Golf is coming back to Great American Ballpark. Now, fans with this have the opportunity to play a round of golf on Friday, June 28th to Sunday, June 30th. Tee times available soon. Um, does something like this interest you? Yeah. Because I like. I like going to the driving range. It's at Great American Ballpark. Right. It's basically a driving range at GABP. So you get to you get to stand up there on the loft and you get to hit golf balls into Great American Ballpark. Yeah. This they did this uh a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. This is looks like a different style, but yeah. It is, but basically there are custom greens on the field. They pump in music, drinks, food, and multiple challenges at a clubhouse sports bar and festival area inside the stadium. I love stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Stuff that that you can get to the ballpark for other reasons. Like everyone knows the concert series. 
but other reasons to get to the ballpark. Which, by the way, did we talk about the concert series? Shaq coming into Great American Ballpark <laughs> this year? I mean, Reds are stepping it up in more ways than one. This is a destination city. If Shaq Diesel wants to come here, I think we're doing things right, Austin. I saw um, Vanilla Ice after a game a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Nelly is coming here? Yeah. I mean, there's been some huge acts in recent years in these post-game concerts. Yeah. I don't know that I am, you know, going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over Shaq Diesel as a musical artist. Um, Yacht Rock Music Night? I think Mo camped out at the ballpark for that. That's like his favorite. Thomas Rhett? Mm -hmm. T-shirt. Diesel, a.k.a. Shaq, and Nelly. Now, here's the only problem. Um, with some of these concerts, Austin. Also, the Foo Fighters are coming in July. Mm-hmm. I went to the one last year where Zach Brown performed, and it was the ALS benefit, which was an awesome cause, and the concert itself was awesome. This was a Friday night. You know what the problem was? What the problem was? The game went into extra innings. Mm-hmm. So it was a longer game, extra innings, and then you've got the whole take down the stage, put the stage up, and then after that they had fireworks. Mm-hmm. It was just a long time at the ballpark. Hot outside, sweating. Maybe should, in in future years, I'll watch the first couple innings somewhere like the Holy Grail and then head in. But you get baseball and a concert all in the same game? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why you were complaining. You knew that that was a possibility. Yeah, I didn't know extra innings were. You didn't know that it's possible for a game to go to extra innings? No, I thought with the concert series, they would just end it. Oh, okay. Right? Sure. Yeah. That's um, so what we call in left field without a glove, bud. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I got news in golf, too. Yes. Uh, Charlie Woods is competing in a pre-qualifier event as he looks to uh, secure a place in the PGA Tour's uh, Cognizant Classic next week in Florida. I love knowing what you're trying to say and just kind of hearing you yeah. sound it out it. in your head first. Go through it? Yeah. Cognizant Classic coming How up. long before Charlie Woods wins a major or wins a, a PGA event? Not long. What did we, we asked something the he other day to, about. He'll qualify for the PGA Tour. What does he have to do in this event to qualify for the PGA Tour event? Um, That's what I don't know. That's what I desperately want to know. It says that... Uh, it's one of four pre-qualifying sites and 25 players and ties from each of the four pre-qualifying sites will advance. Hmm. So getting the top 25. I mean, I've seen him with his, his dad playing. His swing already looks smooth. Yeah, he can play. There was a question someone asked the other day about Charlie Woods or some other son of a famous athlete winning. Oh, Bronny. I said it. This was my question to you before the show. What happens first? Uh, Bronny James wins an NBA Finals mm. or Charlie Woods wins a PGA Tour event? That's a good question. Or a PGA or a... a um, he would have to win a major because an NBA major. Finals is, yeah. pretty, is pretty major. I guess you could say like... I mean, it's not a foregone conclusion that Bronny's going to play in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. USC stinks. He's not that great. Yeah, but it's it's Bronny. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he can play. It doesn't matter. Someone's going to draft him just for that. I'm not saying he has to play. He'll be on the team. Whereas Charlie Woods will be playing. Right, so. But I still think Charlie Woods. Did you also see this news about Justin Fields? 
Oh no! Because we were no? we we're talking about yesterday how he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. Yes, and so he went on the podcast with the um, the St. Brown brothers. Yeah, Equinemius and Amon Ra. Sure, I don't know if I've said their names right, but Jay Fields was on that that uh, podcast with them, and they asked him about you know why'd you unfollow the Bears, and I thought it was beautifully said by uh, JF1, why he did that. And that is because he said he also unfollowed the NFL because he is on vacation. He's about to go on vacation. He didn't want to see any football in his feed for a little while. Interesting. He said all he ever sees is bears this, bears that, him that, trade Justin, draft Caleb. He's like, I just want it all to be over, so I just took a little break. Now, my follow-up would have been like, so you you removed that, but then you added Kyle Pitts, Drake London, B. John Robinson. Are those guys posting football? Pictures of them playing football all the time? I would imagine. I mean, no, it's all about the game. They're Atlanta. probably not. Probably out with Dez right now running routes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dez probably the one running routes. Wow. Anyways. Man. I, he, he made the analogy of like, you know, you can still mess with a girl and not follow her on Instagram. Doesn't okay. mean you don't like her. Okay. So that kind of thing. He said, I still mess with the Bears. Okay. So there you go. That's... Everybody takes social media too seriously. We also have um, MLB expansion has been in the news. That Major League Baseball has said an expansion is coming. It's just a matter of when and where. Um, MLB wants to get to 32 teams. But uh, Rob Manfred, who's going to reti- he's, he's on his retirement tour. He said that he hopes to have a process in place for the league to expand to 32 teams before he retires in 2029. You want to know who some of the top candidates are? San Antonio, Austin, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina, which needs to get a, a team, Mexico City, Nashville, Tennessee, or Montreal. Hmm. Out of those locations, where are you putting a ballpark? Probably Nashville. Nashville would be pretty sweet. And Charlotte would be really cool, too. Yeah, I don't know if You'd you probably can... get a big draw, though, for Mexico City. Yeah, of course. But Mexico City is a pretty dangerous place. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Nashville, man. Everything about Nashville is awesome. I feel like you'd have to do one east, one west, right? Sure. I don't. Maybe know if, you think by twenty twenty nine we'll have an NBA team here in Cincinnati? No. That's one could hope. It's not one happen. could wonder. Not gonna happen, bud. Anyway, um, in the most box of chocolate segments ever. I don't know about that. That Montreal, perhaps. Yeah, I'm out on that. Yeah. Um. Why? I don't know. They already got the Blue Jays. No, they don't. Good with that. I don't think those are even close to each other. It's they? in Canada. Interesting. Um, let's break. I need a break. I need to talk to Bob Mangine. I need Bob's energy. We haven't talked to Bob on a game day yet. Let's see what kind of energy Bob Mangine's bringing. We'll talk the oblique injury and uh, obviously something that Matt McClain is going through. We'll talk a little game day stuff with the UC Bearcats. We've got to talk to Mo Egger still in this hour. All ahead, Cincy 360, ESPN 1530, Cincinnati Sports Station, a service of Penn Station. ESPN 15. Welcome back, Cincy 360. Moving along, hour number three, a service of our friends at Penn Station. Uh, each and every week, we, uh, we spend some time talking to our guy Bob Mangine, the National Director of Sports Physical Therapy Clinical Residency for NovaCare, also uh, the head athletic trainer for UC Basketball. It's game day, which means it's a locked-in Bob Mangine this afternoon. Bob, what's up? 
Man, we're locked, Tony. We're locked, loaded, and ready to go. I can't Let's get wait. A game under our belt, another win. Oklahoma State coming into Fifth Third Arena tonight. A uh, resume building opportunity for the Bearcats to avoid one of those uh, devastating losses. But let me talk to you about another possible devastating loss, and that is oblique injuries. We we heard this this week with Matt McClain out at spring training. Now Matt McClain missed a good stretch run of the season last year due to an oblique injury. He came back and just said to have swung too much over the last couple of days. So they're shutting him down for the next five to seven days. MRI came back positive. Talk to me about the oblique, Bob, though, and, and how important, uh, especially for a baseball player, that this is and, and these oblique injuries that we see. Well, again, for a baseball player, Tony, oblique, abdominal obliques, uh, because of their rotational power capability, are critical. doesn't matter if you're throwing the ball as a pitcher or whether you're trying to hit the ball because you really have to have speed, speed to get the bat around, speed to get the ball thrown. And again, we don't know the MRI results. We don't know the, you know, the, the level of injury of obliques. But I can tell you that, you know, obliques have been, uh, you know, been a pain for many players over the years that have cost baseball players time uh, only because, again, they're so important, especially when you're batting and throwing, because that rotational component of the trunk, not only do you have to have great hips uh, and great rotation at the hip, but that has to transition from down at the, you know, the foot starts the whole thing, then it comes up the legs and it goes through the hips, and then it finally hits, hits the abdominals. Uh, and having that transition at the end is really critical. When you, when you talk now, this obviously, this, this happened to him the stretch run of last year. So he went through the whole offseason. I'm, I'm assuming rehab, got it stronger, went through a normal offseason, and then right back to baseball, and he re-aggravates. And I don't want to say it's too serious because, again, everything came back positive. But what, what type of rehab are you looking at before you're ever in the clear with an oblique injury? Well, I had one of those this year on one of our players, and I shut him. We had to shut him down for a good five, six, seven days and work on the core. So you start with what we call linear core, which is like bridges, uh, partial curl ups, uh, getting some uh, good uh, hip movement in a linear fashion, like overhead squats. But then you got to eventually get him back into rotation, and the rotation is more of a torque. So you, you really have to bring that along slowly. You know, we did with our athlete. Uh, he made it back, uh, you know, within about a three-week time period. Uh, hasn't had another problem with it. But, again, if you develop a chronic pattern, then you, you know, you have to take a step back, reassess it. But the core is the critical element of athletics. So your glutes, your long abdominal, your oblique abdominals, your back extensors, uh, those all stabilize your pelvis when you're swinging, throwing, and then you have to rotate that pelvis. You, you can go into, you know, you can go into uh, any of the golf magazines and look at the number of golfers who have had abdominal core oblique issues. Uh, and, and again, when one of our young golfers gets uh, oblique, man, I might shut him down for as long as three weeks because you're not getting any power out of your swing if you can't get that oblique to fire in the right pattern at the right time uh, because you're just protecting it. And, uh, you know, I, 
remember years ago, Joe Morgan hurt his obliques, uh, his abdominals, and it cost him quite a bit of time. I I would ask then to follow that up. If Matt McClain is projected to be an everyday type of player. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he did go through this last year, and he's already feeling it a little bit this year. How much of a level of a concern should there be of a re-aggravation or something like this lingering with a player that is expected to play a big role and play every day in a very long baseball season. Yeah. Without knowing his body and knowing the MRI, everything would be a guesstimate and I'm sure the reds are all over it. And the big word here is maintenance and recovery. So every day he plays, he's got to recover uh, throughout the course of the season. Our guys right now still go to the weight room. They still work with us in the training room on maintenance stuff and to me, the big maintenance area is the core, you know, getting that good rotational programming in with bands, uh, maybe some weights, working your posterior chain. Uh, but if you allow it to become chronic, yeah, it, it can be a real uh, problem for the season. Obviously something the Reds look to, uh, to move past. From, they, from a UC basketball standpoint, Bob, from a health standpoint, obviously you're getting into late February, March Madness right around the corner. Oh. Uh, where does the health of the uh, the UC Bearcats stand right now? Well, right now I'd say, you know, our, our kids have done a great job with getting in, getting recovered, getting their treatments in. I mean, you know, you already see CJ's back, uh, CJ Frederick's back playing. You know, Aziz has had a great run since he, you know, got irritated in the uh, game. So I, I think that, you know, right now our, our guys are doing a great job with Mike Rayfield, myself, uh, making sure they get in and, and get their maintenance. It's all about recovery and maintenance. Uh, you know, Wes is really, really good to work with and really smart about, you know, this time of year, you know, you start cutting stuff back a little bit, like all sports do, whether it's football, basketball, or, you know, whatever. You, you, you've lived it. You know, with Brian Kelly, you remember how we really cut back, you know, in that last month of the season. So that, you know, that's where our kids are right now. And, Hopefully I can keep him healthy for the next four, five, six weeks. Hopefully we're having a six-week run here. What does, what does a day like this look like for the players? Because it's, I would assume it's not just as simple as show up a little bit before the game. What are they doing during the day? Are they, are they getting their treatments? Are they getting some shots up? Obviously you want to rest. It, class is in session. What's a game day look like for a home game for a, a student athlete? Well, A, you know, we already got them up. They're already, they've already eaten breakfast with Coach Rayfeld. Uh, some of the guys have already come in to get treated based on what, you know, their little extra needs are. Uh, then they'll, you know, go to academic commitments, uh, get an opportunity to rest a little bit, and then end up, uh, uh, they'll end up getting treated. Well, we have walkthrough, then we'll have another pregame meal, and then we'll have another treatment session, um, get them ready to get them taped and get them on the court. So it's pretty much an all-day, you know, an all-day affair. Uh, the kids, kids get a little bit of chance to rest as we get uh, after uh, shoot around and pregame meal, and then it's off to the races and uh, you know try to lasso the Cowboys. 
Awesome, awesome stuff. Bob, uh, appreciate the time on game day. I know things are busy. Uh, good luck tonight, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Well, Tony, I appreciate it, and uh, I can't thank you enough for uh, everything you do uh, for uh, us. As a matter of fact, uh, we're hoping you accept the position as the featured speaker this year at this year's Matt Me and Gene golf outing oh, on that uh, Sunday. And, uh, you know, uh, the kids and I met last night about what we're doing for the golf outing, and I said, I got it covered. I got my favorite guy who's going to come out and give a, a speech on Sunday night after having Dr. Andrews last year. I wanted to follow that with one of the best quarterbacks. Oh, in no pressure. Yeah, football. Dr. Andrews to me. Yeah, I, I, that's that's an easy, <laughs> easy and, and very, very noticeable transition, Bob. You are uh, seamless, seamless. <laughs> Well, in June, in June, we're going to kick that off, and uh, uh, we're we're getting ready to finalize the plans. And, and maybe this year you'll stay yes. healthy long enough to actually play golf, but you'll probably have to be in my foursome. I'm ready to go. I am uh, ready to go, Bob. Thank you so much. We'll uh, we'll talk next week. Okay, thanks, Tony. There Bye-bye. he is, Bob Mangine of Novacare. Over a hundred convenient locations throughout Ohio, spanning into northern Kentucky. Uh, access to expert care is easier than ever. Just go to NovaCare.com to request an appointment today. The Bearcats trust NovaCare. So can you. We'll be back. Quick hits, locks of the night. Finish up today's episode of Cincy 360. Thanks to our friends at Penn Station on ESPN 1530. It's time for Cincy 360 Quick Hits on Spotty. ESPN Man. 1530. All right, here we go. It's uh, Cincy 360 Quick Hits. <laughs> Mo's here. Um, Am I allowed to talk? We're good now. Are you guys proud of me? Always proud of you. Did most, you most of the time? Did you hear the promo? It's a good promo. Did you hear? The, I am I am the voice. Yeah. Of Cincinnati sports. Yes. Is that what it said? Did mm-hmm. you cut those yourself? No. It's promos. Are, it's. I think promos are great in general. Congratulations to me. Yeah. yeah. Do I get like a belt? Some sort um, of plaque? There will be a plaque that will hang in here. Oh, great! That comes at some. That'd point. be really nice. It's um, in the mail, I believe. Who could determine that? It's voted on. By uh, the p- people who make the promos. Okay, very well, it good. It ties wow. into the Hustle and Effort Award that we give out. Oh, that's right. And, uh, yes. You are the month of February mm. Hustle and Effort Award winner. I'm just my my eyes are on uh, March. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> what uh, what do you got coming up today, Mo? Can we stop asking about Joey Votto? Man, thank you. Can we move on? Tired of it. I, I love Joey Votto. No, I mean like or anything. Like the the it feels like the first week or so of spring training every day it's well day one it's god it's weird without joey here day two any chance joey's gonna come back day three well they're open to joey coming back but not as a player Mm. like i thought this team was supposed to be really interesting where there's lots of guys that are yeah interesting storylines and we're still hung up on are we gonna do this all year like let's check in with joey vato someone goes on a skid oh my you gotta go (laughs) back to joey oh my you gotta get him so i might uh i might go off on that okay uh, a little bit i might go off on that i um there was something that i i assumed we all wanted the reds and Bengals to do but apparently we don't oh we are going to spend some time on that uh you guys have spent a lot of time on the the big college basketball games tonight man it's a massive evening uh uc has a, a home game xavier has a home game come on x it's Need go ya. it's go win a game night night tonight yeah huh uh, Rick Broing on the Musketeers and the Norse <laughs> coming up at uh, 3.45. And should we be worried about this uh, Matt McLean oblique thing? Mm. Uh, Dr. Angel Velasquez, ortho Cincy at 5.35. Nice. Yeah. Um, the Higgins 
conversation, the franchise tag yesterday. Oh, we haven't talked about him at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think, because this was this was the conversation we had today, Yeah. do you think at $21 million, you could find a better option out there, maybe at $12 million, maybe at 13 Maybe Mike Evans says, I'll go for $13 million. Would the, would the difference of on-field production match that eight or nine million dollars that you could save and spend elsewhere to go improve this team as well? Because the, I, I I don't understand the conversation of well, let's just run it back one more year for a title. Mm. Where do you draw the line on running it back one more year? Is it T. Higgins, DJ Reader, Joe Mixon? Yeah. How far down the list do you go before you say okay, now I'm drawing the line? But everything with T. Higgins is. Put them on the tag and just run it back for one more year. That's where I am. Are there better options out there? Could be. Uh, Mike Evans, it feels like Mike Evans has been playing in the NFL since uh, 1994. Yeah, he's 30. <laughs> he's 30. I mean, he's not he's not ancient, mm-hmm. but he is 30. T. Higgins is not. Now, Mike Evans is awesome. Hall of Famer, uh, which I think would surprise a lot of people. But then you look at the resume, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, uh, I default to what Paul wrote. Uh, at their core, their DNA rests with Burrow, Chase, Higgins. Now, mm-hmm. that won't be the case forever, uh, but he did a good job of outlining in the 121 plays they were on the field for uh, healthy together, the, they were awesome. Which will be the ultimate question going forward. Sure. How many plays can they play healthy? No no question about it, but I, if you give me, regardless of whatever else happens this offseason, if you give me those three guys healthy for 15 to 17 regular season games, I love my chances. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I could say that about anything that they would do with that $21 million. I, I am all for open-mindedness. And so if they have put their heads together and have come to the conclusion that there's a better way to allocate the $21 million, I'm I'm all for listening to that. And if you want to convince me, look, what they can get in the draft can help push them closer to winning the championship this year, I'm for that. But based on what I know right now about a healthy Joe, a healthy Jamar, and a healthy T, that trio puts me in the the conversation to win a title. Mm-hmm. I know that because I've seen it happen before. Sure. Now, you mentioned DJ Reader. He's coming off an injury. You mentioned Joe Mixon. He's not explosive. He's a running back going into his eighth year. T. Higgins is a wide receiver in his prime, and that trio being put together is what took this franchise from an also-ran to elite more than anything else. So I want to run it back one more year. Austin made the point yesterday or today, it feels like at this point, if you were going to tag and trade him, mm-hmm. you would have done it at 4 o'clock yesterday. I would think so. So it feels like, I, I would say the most likely right now is tag and he plays this season. Yeah. I think if had they had we found if we find out today they're tagging him, I think that means we're open for business, mm-hmm. and I don't think the Bengals are open for business. Correct to the extent that a lot of people might like. Um, the the UC game tonight, they're mm-hmm. ten and a half. We'll, we'll <laughs> staying away from it in locks of the night. <laughs> yes, it's a ten and a half Spoiler point alert. spread. <laughs> uh-huh. But just the excitement, I guess for me, and and I would assume February twenty first. Playing a game at home mm-hmm. against a team you should beat mm-hmm. in order to stay in the conversation for the bubble and to make the tournament. This is what UC fans have wanted. This is what I said I wanted in October. This is what Big 12 basketball is. Mm-hmm. You have a, an opponent in your building tonight that you should beat. And if you beat them, you keep the conversation alive that you can make the NCAA tournament. Sure. Everything is ahead of UC. You've got to put it all together tonight. This is about staying alive. This mm-hmm. win is not going to be the one that vaults you into the tournament. It is a loss that could keep you out of it. Correct. I believe in consistency. I have said every year since I was in high school, the the coach of the team who's the last one on the outside looking in, I never feel sorry for. This isn't that hard. Win games. 
The criteria for UC is win games. The criteria for Xavier, win games. Win games. And if you're on the outside looking in, we'll point to a game that you didn't win. Don't let this be it. That's it. Don't let this be it. Get it done tonight. Yeah. Uh, And if they do that, you and I kind of joked about this after the Iowa State game. If they beat UCF and they beat (laughs) Oklahoma State, we would talk ourselves into it. We've done this five times already this year. Uh, But I, I think you and I, you know, I read Jason Williams in the Inquirer. Nobody's excited about UC basketball. Just you and I. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. No one else. According to Jason Williams and the the guy who emailed him, he gets a lot of emails. <laughs> he does. According to the guy who emailed him, nobody cares. I've been here a long time. I don't know if my email is just not out there. I don't ever get emails. I get occasional emails. Yeah. He gets a lot of emails. Right. Jason Williams, lots of emails. So according to his emailer <laughs> and his response, UC basketball is like in the pecking order. You got like Reds Bengals up here. Right. And then uh, Florence Yalls. And uh, Peyton Dragons coming back. Yeah, FC Cincy. Um, you've got some some Sandlot teams. <laughs> roller Girls. Uh, the Roller Roller Girls Roller Derby. Cyclone. Uh, Xavier. Yeah, and then uh, some uh, Disney on Ice. Ohio State. Ninth grade basketball tournaments being played in Indiana, and then UC basketball in yeah. the pecking order of what people are excited about. I guess we're the outliers. So I don't even know that I should talk about it. According to Jason Williams and his emailer, should people go to the game tonight? Oh, uh, why bother? Well, Surprised they were getting anyone in attendance. Well, if, if you go to the game, I guess you're just going to sit on your hands. I, I don't yeah. know. I read Jason Wynn. Nobody cares. <laughs> There's no excitement there. In fact, I would just fold the program. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing at this point? Just get rid of the sports department as an, as a, as an entity. Move sure. on. Just be an academic institution. Good point. According to Jason Williams. Yeah. Not us. No. But Jason. But according the the sports columnist of record in this town says <laughs> nobody cares about UC basketball. Yeah. So pff, why Remarkable. should I care? I must run around the wrong people. I I must I must have a lot of out of touch friends. Well, including me, yeah. but I read Jason and his emailer, Gus or Mike or Tony or Stevie, I don't know. Right. Nobody cares. No excitement. Yeah. Because the games are on ESPN Plus. It's you know, remarkable we're in this day and age where all I hear about is how people are cutting cords, but then whenever a game's on a streaming service, oh how do I how do I I can't watch the Right. Nobody cares, I guess. You and I watch West Virginia together. I would we argue did. that we care. We're 0-1. Let's make some money. <laughs> hey, Degenerates. It's time for Locks of the Night, presented by Cincy Shirts. Visit either store in Hyde Park or on Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell and always online at cincyshirts.com. Now, let's make you some money. You know, Mo, yesterday, people may have scoffed when you went against the number one team in the country. Yeah. People may have wanted to fight you like Dan Hurley wanted to fight that fan. <laughs> I took West Virginia. Both hit last night. Yeah. A good night to locks of the night. A good start to the week. Uh, as we mentioned before, a uh, little precursor, staying away from 10.5 in Clifton tonight. Way too many points. But Dayton has been a machine for me this year. Mm-hmm. I like Dayton. It's only 3.5. George Mason is 6-6 six and six in the A-10. Dayton's on a, uh, on a path. And I think Dayton understands they're – conference and where their seating in March is going to tie in. Yeah. They can't slip up at George Mason in Fairfax, Virginia tonight. Give me Dayton to cover three and a half. Well, I just want to say that things are so bad that Jason Williams column today is about chili. <laughs> yeah. Not the game. Not, not the game tonight. Chili no. day tomorrow. Not no. a huge game. 
to keep UC in conversation to make the NCAA tournament. No, I will. I, I'm looking at his catalog of columns here. Uh, these Bearcats won't make March Madness tourney. No, nope. uh, which might be true. Uh, who will the Bearcats' new alpha dog be? Mm. Why is the Bearcat game not on regular TV tonight? Why irrelevance is concerned for UC? <laughs> uh, Big Twelve built Bearcats seem close to being back for for a program that nobody cares about. He sure is writing about him yeah, a he's lot. Covered a lot, <laughs> except for today. Chili column. Yeah. I like Charlotte getting five and a half against Memphis. Give me Indiana. I'm getting a point against Nebraska. Let's go. Need uh, that one. Mark, That's a bubble watch game. That is. Uh, Marquette is laying 25 and a half against DePaul. Oh. I will gladly lay those points. I'm with you on Dayton, two and a half against George Mason. And I think St. John's and Rick Patino, they come out to prove their oh. coach was wrong about them and they kill George. They're more athletic tonight. Yep. Jason's here today. He's down the hall. Do you want me to schedule him for a. Uh... Five thirty-five or anything? whatever you want to do. I, yeah. he's, I'm sure he and uh, he's not going to be talking about UC basketball. If you are watching and care about UC basketball, you want Belmont, Colorado State, UTSA, Iowa, Mississippi State, and Xavier to all win tonight. It's uh, it's bubble watch season. There it is. For, We're done for these seven people, I guess, who <laughs> care about UC basketball. No excitement. Mo is next. I'm email Jason and just see if he responds to one of my emails <laughs> yes. in this column. As you are an alias. Always me. Okay. Mo's next. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to our callers, listeners, and talkbackers. Uh, thanks to Joe Daneman for joining us. Thanks to Bob Mangine. And you, we'll do it again. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Mo Agger on the Mo Agger Show is next on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.